The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some saying on them. I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after a seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that seagull. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank, NA member FDIC. Welcome, Collider fans, to the Avengers Infinity War commentary. Uh, I am John Roca, the producer of Collider Heroes. I am joined by two of our co-hosts for Collider Heroes and the man himself, Dennis Zhang. Welcome. Hey, this is it. Avengers Infinity War. We've been waiting to do this commentary for, I think, since the moment the last frame ended when I saw it. Yeah. was like, I can't wait to do the commentary on this. Yeah, you were already mentally thinking about yes. it. We went to the premiere, so yeah. it was really insane. And someone else was at the premiere. Koi Jandro is joining us with you. You worked this I thing. worked the premiere. I worked the red carpet. I got to talk to many of my heroes as them and as heroes. I got to experience like the costumes and the regalia, and that whole experience was wow. insane. And then watching the movie, instantly knowing I couldn't not spoil this. How would I possibly talk about it? Right. And then we did a no-spoiler review here, and that was the hardest job to ever. <laughs> 20 minutes of don't reveal anything. The movie's not out yet. But it opens with a spoiler. I remember I that. So I remember that. I'm grateful I didn't have to do that one. Right. Like, I had to hold off till spoilers because I, I, I will never forget walking around being like, I'm not going to breathe or move my face. Or I took this shirt out of rotation in fear that it would vaguely somehow be a spoiler. For like 10 like, days, you felt like a leper. Like I remember right. like going to parties and being like, nobody asked me about it. I don't want my face to give anything away. Uh, that's Amy Dallin, by the way, on the end there. Uh, one of the co- new co-hosts for Collider Heroes. Uh, my friend Brian uh, does the marketing for Marvel. He had sat on this for a year and a half. He knew everything that was going to happen mm-hmm. for your and he won't tell me anything about Avengers Four that sob. Uh, so, uh, but for those of you, the Blu-ray comes out on Tuesday. It's right there if you can see it in in camera. But uh, we're gonna. Hunker down. We're going to uh, talk all through this thing, give you some facts, give you our reactions, what our experiences with the movie were and the scenes, and then maybe, you know, give you some stuff maybe you didn't know about. Uh, Dennis, anything you want to say? No, I'm just excited to see it and uh, talk with you guys. Because, I, you know, I was there with you, yeah. so we've talked about it before. We have. I haven't, you know, really yeah, talked the, to you guys. These two comic book heads, we haven't talked to them about yeah. it, so we, it's going to be a whole new experience. If we get a word in edgewise, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, So the first thing you need to know is... <laughs> Anyway, all right, you know how this works. We're going to count it down, and then we're going to start, so uh, watch along with us. Three, two, one. All right, we're at one second, two seconds, three seconds, four, five, six, there are seven, eight. There we go. We're actually going to count the seconds for two yeah. and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As Marvel intended. So. It's a real quiet beginning to this, right? It's somber. They took out the opening music. Exactly. It's, it's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember being in the theater, and the theater, no one moved, no one spoke. It just, you felt that tension building, and it never let go. The whole yeah. movie just holds this. Yeah. The sense of stillness at the beginning and end. It isn't a joyful beginning. It's, this is the, one no. of the first Marvel movies that felt like, oh no, we're already deep Empire. This no, doesn't end Empire, it opens mm-hmm. Empire. Right. And the 10, yeah, that moment. Now, in this, uh, this, what you hear now was revealed, if you watch the director's commentary on the Blu-ray, this is Kenneth Branagh. Which I love. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah, Marcus okay, and McFeely, nice. they revealed that in the, in the Blu-ray, that, the, that it is, they got Branagh to do it at the last minute, because, uh, of course, he directed the first Thor movie, so That's it makes one. sense. The Godfather of the Asgardians gets to be the Asgardian. Exactly. And this is the continuation of the very end of Ragnarok right. and the end credit scene. Right. What I love is that this was the only thing we had all predicted. Like, this was the only thing every uh, commentary was like, you know, I bet it opens right here. And even knowing that, nothing can prepare you for the visuals of this. Oh, yeah. We knew this was coming, and still it was like, oh, it still hurts. Yeah. The ferocity and the size of the ship, even though we saw it in the post-credits scenes. But Ragnarok, seeing the destruction. Yeah, here you have Ebony Ma talking. Our introduction to the the minions. I wish she had stuck around longer, I'll be honest with you. I loved Ebony Ma. Shout out to Jonathan Hickman and I want to say Jerome Pena for their mm. Infinity crossover. Oh, yeah. And Thanos gets a lot of credit, deserved credit for being, I think, the best CGI character to date. But look at how real Ebony, Ebony Maul and the rest of the Black Order feel. Yeah. From the offset, you're like, like those are real tangible Ebony things. Maul. Yes. But mostly Ebony Maul. And they adjusted their uh, powers to fit within this story because mm-hmm. they're incredibly power in the, powerful in the comics and not so easy to defeat, as you saw. How, how did you guys movie. feel about how... Thanos doesn't have his like kind of battle armor throughout. I mean, he has it here right. in this scene, but really, and that's the one you know that I grew up reading the comic books and knowing mm-hmm. his look as. Uh, but he doesn't really have it for most of the movie. I liked it because this showed that we, they paid attention to the fans. This showed that they know what he's supposed to look like. But as soon as he's unguarded, it feels like you guys are less than nothing to me. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a visual cue of worthlessness. Yeah, I agree with that completely. He wears the battle armor for this battle and then like takes it off uh, for other things because he can handle the other situations. Mm-hmm. As we're about to see here, nobody gets involved when Hulk is thinking he's getting the best of him. So everyone knows how powerful he is who works around he's him. He's in like his gym wear, and that's the fine. That's yeah. yeah, the gauntlet. <laughs> An early credit to the the team behind this in blending Thor Ragnarok and Thor from the Branagh film. Right. He's the perfect mix of Shakespearean and humor in this film, and it's it's incredible. I love the way they framed these these shots that were in Loki's head for this whole sequence. Yeah. Poor Thor. He's always like put upon for his brother. Like seriously. You're the god. You have to get visually hurt, so we know the stakes here. Yeah, that's true. Well, and that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to make sure the Thor stuff was great at the beginning because it's a revenge story on his end. Mm -hmm. You have three separate basic main storylines coming through it, and this is one of them. And we just saw Thor go full god in the last film, and now he's nothing compared. Yeah. And there's that callback to Ragnarok, seeing him with it. At the end, we walk past it. Well, and Hemsworth was was worried about what they had finished with Watiti and Ragnarok if they were going to be able to carry this over. And Mm -hmm. they had scripted the end of Ragnarok, or he was still shooting when they were scripting this. So all this stuff was going on. Here's our first reversal. Yeah. 
And the brutality of the Hulk is what makes the character so difficult to actually make a solo film with. So I love that the movie opened with just taking him down. This is usually me and Snyder on a Tuesday at Collider, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it is news. It isn't news. It's yeah, not yeah, a scoop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so, such yeah. a cool fighting style. Yeah. He uses inertia and just brute force. I was initially not sold on very fast Thanos, uh, but at some point I just became completely convinced. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, I love the, like, the dichotomy between how the Hulk is moving slow to our perspective, and then he just owns, because mm-hmm. he's that much more powerful and speedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ebony's so chill. You know, Ebony has an interesting story in the comics, too, because it gets involved and he gets uh, Thanos' child yeah. and tries to, you know, kind of. He has a whole take cosmic he road trip experience. Yeah. yeah. The most underappreciated in the first film, and then Marvel realized, oh, wait, we cast Idris Elba. Perhaps we yeah. should use Idris Elba. <laughs> well, that was the thing. When he got cast, I was, like, a little disappointed because I was yeah. like, he's such a great actor that I thought he would, you know, be a, in a bigger role. Right, mm-hmm. right. You have affinity for Stringer Bell, so yes. you want more from Idris for everything. Yes. Or Idris for everything. For however they say. How do they say it? Yeah, yeah, I've heard I've both always ways. said Idris, but... Yeah. Oh, and also, his yeah. use, his use yeah. there of the magic to transport Beautiful. is uh, a callback to, I think, the first Thor or the first Avengers film. because they, When they didn't know how they got back to Earth, exactly. and that's how he got it back. With the that was like a plot hole solved right there. Yep. Oh. That trailer shot we all wondered. <laughs> so that's loss number one. Yeah, he just takes off the helmet. Yeah. I'm wondering how much will be in the armor in the, the second half of part four. That's a good question. To show, like, if the, you know, they've upped their game so he feels like he has to be in his armor if suddenly yeah. he's uh, threatened. Yeah. It might, it might be what Amy was talking about and Dennis, too, this idea of how much of his armor will actually come into play mm-hmm. in the second film. It's a good point. Because this, this look is closer to his farmer look mm-hmm. uh, at the end of Infinite Gauntlet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, like, Josh Brolin, the amount of Brolin that is somehow in this creature is just incredible. Right. Yeah, His you, performance is next level. Yeah, if you watch the behind the scenes and you see, like, he's, it's not just a CG thing. He's, like, doing the yeah. motion capture. He's doing the facial performance mm-hmm. capture. He's doing it all. And you yeah. feel that through him. Yeah. They're doing so much work right now with the score and the colors to sell the general audience on what's happening right now. Because we all know what that gauntlet is. We know what it can do. But they, like, that swell, the moment that they take with that second stone is all groundwork for the stakes of this film. Yeah. That they're getting out of the way in scene one. Because this is a two hour and 40 minute movie that doesn't let you breathe. (laughs) I don't know why. Okay, sorry, this moment is too good to talk over. Ah. But somehow the fact that he does this in every movie doesn't take away from the power of the scene for me at all. Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think so it's, good. Yeah. I think it's his acting. Yeah, you want to have a good Loki because he does the same things all the time, and somehow and the he's comics too. He's like Lord of Mischief. Yeah. He's gonna Loki. Yeah, yeah. And then, but it's Tom Hiddleston. So you're like, I'm buying it. Right. 
They're showing you that second stone in action. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. the, the it lights up and the way it, yeah. One of the one of my favorite interviews uh, on the red carpet was with the Russo brothers, and Joe Russo said the way they stole so much they. Told so much and sold so much is the frame tells as much of the story as the dialogue. Yeah. So where they're positioned in the frame, the way everything's set up, the way it's edited, when it's edited, every shot and every visual was already established to tell a story. So that's why we learned so much with every because this could have been a five hour movie. Oh yeah, totally. And the directing of comedy, they said Arrested Development really taught them how mm -hmm. to set that up for drama and comedy. And we all doubted. And yeah. Here. Well, I'm sure there and there was a lot of that in Community as well in certain yeah. moments, right? There's a lot of some emotional, vulnerable moments going on. I'm so glad Marvel too. took that that Number leap with two. the Russos. Number two. So, yeah. so me, me and Rogan have a debate going on yeah. about. To me, like, there needs to be these deaths in this movie, and <laughs> and not have these characters come back. I believe because otherwise you are risking having the audience believe that anyone can come back and there's no kind of weight to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Rogue is okay with characters coming back. I, I counter that every character can come back, and you know why? Because it's a comic book movie, and that happens all the time yeah, in comic it books. In comic and I get books. that you, the film media is different, yes. but it's still based in comic books. So to me, Loki coming back will not bother me at all. Oh, it would bother me a lot, and I love Loki. I think pre-snap deaths yes, stay dead. They have to be. I'm, but, I'm in the middle. Oh, really? I think some of them stay dead, and some of them come back. I, I, the but only I one I would right. be okay with is Gamora because she died in like. You know, mm -hmm. as a it, sacrifice, yes, and she's like in the right. stone, in a yes, sense. right. But I think Loki should be dead. I think Hemdall should be dead. Um, and what's Guardians without Gamora? Which is tricky. I, think, I actually think Vision should be dead as you, well. What? See, no. I think Vision is the one that can come back as easily or more easily than Gamora because in the comics there is there's yeah. story of him in like mute gray tones. Yeah, and yeah. West like, Coast Adventures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and but like, it's also literally Gamora coming back from the Soul World where she's been trapped. Right, right. Yeah. Like there's precedent. I, Dennis, you are right that it does. The more you do it, the more you strain people's investment. Yeah. Oh, this shot. Sorry. I this. love how Doctor Strange feels more like Doctor Strange in the first five minutes of this than mm -hmm. I felt like he felt in his own solo movie. <laughs> I like the solo movie, but I love him in this. Yeah. Well, he's more confident as Strange. He's now, fully right? Doctor Strange. Yeah, you've got him in the. Boy, he like, is the Sorcerer Supreme now. So much that uh, uh, what's his, what's his name again? The character Wong, Wong uh, is like deferring to him. Yeah, right. Yeah, so as opposed in the past. Crashing through the window is a famous, famous beat that happens in Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, uh, except it's Silver Surfer. Yeah. But right. for this story, they've made those changes while staying totally faithful. And that's the frame. Like that's yeah. the exact yep. moment of yeah. that Silver Surfer. Yeah, even the body position is the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But those MCU trademarks of both the stakes of magic and the like down to earth jokes, we get all of that in there that very brief scene with Strange and Wong. There's the theme. Yeah. And just like Silver Surfer, he's a powerful character you wouldn't believe would be taken out. So Hulk has that for the MCU. You know, it's and it's a, this scene right here is a reminder of how big the world of the Avengers actually is, right? We have time to have these small... I mean, it almost feels... I feel like the Russos are very influenced by 70s film, 70s stuff. They throw these storylines into these films that look are real emotions going on between real people... Oh, and also this bigger thing is going on, right? You can't this be invested idea. without these moments. Exactly. You can't care if they're always fighting. Right. And they're, they're, this pregnant, like she's about to tell him she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. She doesn't because he has the dream and mm -hmm. she's like, blah, blah, blah. But I think she's about to tell him. You think? Yeah. I think. That's, I mm -hmm. could be wrong, but that's what I think. It's going to hurt extra next movie if we find that to be true. Yeah. This is the one they had a deleted scene for. Is it like 
extended with the uh, with Happy Hogan. Yeah, Happy Hogan uh, drives oh, Happy up. Really? Oh, yeah, I gotta see really that. Again. Yeah. You gotta see it. He drives up in a golf cart yeah. because <laughs> Tony has hired him to keep all the photographers away. And he's super frustrated. And, th- and they show like a photographer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such background. a good scene. I just he, shout out to the only age appropriate couple in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> Also, just what Downey Jr. can do with any line of dialogue to make it funny but heartfelt. Like, Downey Jr., he's, he's something else. Well, oh, their yeah. relationship is one of the best ones. It's so good. Right. Unlike, uh, what was it, uh, Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman in Thor. Yeah. I guess they are age-appropriate. So, okay, my statement was an exaggeration. It's fun to exaggerate. <laughs> yeah. Facial hair bros for the first time on camera. This is great, Sherlock versus Sherlock. I, I still think it's a loss that no one said no shit, Apparently Sherlock. Russo's, uh, they had a joke for that. They did! And that, yeah, apparently that is a written joke that they wanted to use, Son and Marcus McFeely wrote it out, and they didn't use it. <laughs> Son of a gun. We were that close. So close. I love this shot. He's mm. just like, what are we dealing with? What's going on? Look how small he is in the frame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Great the point, Amy. And Wong is perfect to explain this because, of course, Wong runs a library. So he would know all this information intri- uh, in- intimately. All the love for Wong. Imagine f- going back in time to 2008 you and explaining to someone after Iron Man that this was coming. Mm-hmm. There's literally a scene with, like, Doctor Strange, Bruce Banner, and off in the distance Iron Man explaining the Infinity Stones as yeah. they float through Bleecker Street. I wouldn't have believed you that we're calling them stones and not gems now. I'm still so mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> <Dead> forever. <laughs> shout out, Amy. Shout out. <laughs> Comic fan, we stay mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great point you bring up, though, Corey. The other day, I was having breakfast with a couple of friends of mine who are massive comic book nerds, and we started visualizing what's going to happen in the five to ten years from now, and we started to hyperventilate <laughs> in anxiety because we're like, There's no it's overwhelming the amount of stories that are now available that you never thought could be available right. because of how well they've done this. Yeah. If Blockbuster still existed, it'd be like going to the comic store. Oh, yeah. Because there's exactly. so much content coming out. So true. A whole section. I've been y'all who watched our reviews know that that exchange is hugely important to me because it's the whole movie in a nutshell it is both the down-to-earth humor and the but seriously it does matter if the universe gets destroyed and it all comes down to that back and forth over the cauldron which is also doing work of establishing those characters like your lines should be doing three things at once and they are and I love it there's nothing in this movie that doesn't have multiple layers. And I said right before the show, this is the first MCU film I saw more than five times in theaters. Because yeah. there's so much to unpack with yeah. every frame, with every line. I only saw it three. I guess I'm a slacker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I loved Ed Norton as the Hulk until... He brought this uncomfortable, like, can't handle his own skin aspect mm-hmm. that I never would have equated with Banner, and now I can't unsee it. And every scene, he just has this, like, oh no, right away from, like, danger. And right. I just, that's such a brilliant choice. And you know, you juxtapose this with what happened with him in Ragnarok, right? Where he's still funny, making the jokes, mm-hmm. trying to figure this thing out. And now you get this serious side of Banner. You know, of course, he's standing up for Silver Surfer, as Amy mentioned, but also to me, it's very reminiscent of the Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. He has the same kind of vibe that uh, Banner had. In that show. For you kids out there. And we're so invested in these characters because of the other 18 films that every one of these men saying these things brings us 
Oh, nice. Yeah. That's probably that Jeff with one of, of his arrow as things. Hulk found uh, what's been going on while he was in space. That's Snyder with one of his arrow things, of course. <laughs> He's like a ten-year-old. The they boys. aren't afraid to stay on a face, and I love it mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. That's why you cast the way you do, Amy. Yeah. So you can have those shots. Yeah. Well, you have actors who can pull it off. Exactly. Or... Yeah. Cap's flip phone. <laughs> I love that it's fully charged. It's always got it ready. Has anyone called the number? <laughs> huh? No. Oh. No, he hasn't. No, it's no, no, no. There's a number on the phone. Oh. No, Why don't you no, call no, right no. now, Amy? Yeah. I know. I had to go. <laughs> call during the commentary. I kept thinking it, and I kept forgetting to. each one of the action set pieces in this film is a third act action set piece in any other film oh yeah like this next moment that they're about to lead to could be the ending of most movies and this is the first act yeah well I just love that each of them Banner backs away in that shot it's so Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm This feels like an annual that has every fifth page as an open spread. Like this just, the scope of this film just keeps expanding. Right. By the way, I gotta have that jacket. That jacket's fantastic. You're big on the, the, the MCU uh, costume. Yeah, I... I when we were doing the Black Panther, you wanted all the Black Panther... Then uh, how to dress them? I respect yeah. the costume designers. They're fantastic what yeah. they do. If Matt Key would hear it, he would just be crying over that. Doctor Strange outfit. Yes, I can hear him in my head right now. Absolutely. That cloak right now. Oh. Boom. That's what's behind. Why did you tell Jeff to stop yes. shooting those spider arrows? Spider Sense. First use of Spider Sense in the MCU. So uh, they joked in the commentary that they did this by blowing on Tom's arms. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I kind of want to I totally true. buy that. I totally buy it. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> no, the room, right, Silk is on there. Silk is on that bus. Mm-hmm. I saw the credits. Yeah, the Korean-American Korean actress, she is on that bus. I am wondering the right situation. Uh, there's Stanley. Yep. I'm very curious how they'll have Avengers 4 take place, whether this bus comes like this time back into the school. Does things go back to normal? Do we yeah. regress through time? Why is he far from home? It's a good question. That's such a perfectly Spider-Man scene. Yep. The legs cropped up like that? We've seen that how many times in comics? I didn't know if he was going to work. I didn't know as strange. I didn't know with the accent. And you know... Oh, you didn't think Benedict was going to work? Or I, him as a character? No, no. Uh, Benedict was going to work. I didn't know if 100% he was really? going to be able to bring Stephen Strange the way that I remember him. Because Cumberbatch has a certain approach to things but Strange was so could be so aloof and asshole at times and that this movie I thought sure. got that wink was when I was sold mm-hmm. this movie for me this more movie than the solo sold. movie yep agreed oh they got me with the origin in the really? other one I, well he's just such a oh, I love Doctor Strange he's, he's young but he has time to grow into yes. it yes like, the exchange between him and Downey is what sold me on you, Benedict you said you didn't think Benedict could play a dick have you seen Sherlock I don't know there was this I just yeah. <laughs> Sound design and those effects. <laughs> By the way, those glasses. He's like one beret away okay, from looking like that, Morty down the at the uh, 
down at the hall. Look at those glasses. That's casino glass. That's like Ace Rothstein at the end Here of the casino. Go. Here's the. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 boy. Okay, but what is on Black Door's belt here? Because I just saw this going around on the internet, and I wasn't sure I believed it. What on whose belt? Look at the belt when we flash back to the bad guys. Okay. That is. Oh, you're right. That is 100% Captain Marvel colors. The it's red sash? It's a little sash? more orange than blue. I mean, than red, but. You mean the red sash? Yeah, look, it's got Ooh. red, blue, and gold. Just passing this around and I Oh, that is Captain it. Marvel colors. That's yeah. upsetting and scary. So does that mean he t- uh, had a fight with Captain Marvel in the 90s? You want to tussle? They tussled. I definitely... <laughs> that line. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> uh, they said they wanted the Hulk storyline to be about not being afraid to uh, fight Thanos. It was more that Hulk is... Or, uh, Hulk is tired of Banner. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I was disappointed, though. I have to be honest. Yeah. I was disappointed that that was the the real the motivation, yeah. but why he uh, didn't come out versus that is canon in the comics. There are times where Hulk makes his own. Oh, decisions for sure, and, for sure. Right, right. But the way they kind of set it up with him fighting Thanos and getting his ass whooped, yeah, you know, that's never happened to the Hulk before. Yep, it's a good point, man. So I like that approach, <laughs> more of like the impotent Hulk versus the him trying to battle Banner for control. Yeah, Which, yeah it happened like, you know, I read a lot of the, the P- Peter David run of the Hulk. Right. And, you know, right. where, where they had the, the Gray Hulk, the Green Hulk, Banner, and then eventually the Professor yeah. version. I still dream of seeing Gray Hulk yeah. in the MCU. But it's a very natural part of a Hulk storyline. If your issue is you can't control, like Hulk comes when you don't want him to, then the unnatural corollary is what happens <laughs> if he doesn't show up yeah. when you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you can just beckon him, it loses a lot of the Hulk credibility. Yeah. The, the stakes of the Hulk. Yeah. Which, as much as I love the first Avengers movie, is a thing people commented on. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always thought the Hulk was an allegory for, lack of a better term, schizophrenia, right? This idea of the second other part of yourself. You can't call, sometimes you can't just call it when you want. <laughs> it has to come organically out of you when it's time. And sort of understandings of that mental health stuff have changed over time, but it works on a lot of levels. Mm. <laughs> Field trip. <laughs> Oh, Tom Holland is Spider-Man in such a way. You can't even make an argument to me than anyone else. You just can't. It's such a perfect encapsulation. Every movie he shows that he is more Spider-Man. And when we saw him for 20 minutes in Civil War, I was already sold. Yeah. And this, he backflipped into our hearts. And kudos to Marcus and McFeely for understanding the dialogue you need to write for him to make it work. This is such... Okay, clever use of superpowers makes it worth watching these movies. Like, why watch this movie and not another Things Blow Up movie? Because the magicians, for lack of a better word, (laughs) are going to use cool shit that only they can do in an action way that's creative. I love that. That's what this sequence shows off, and I love it. The inverted shot reminding you of Doctor Strange's, like, Inception-like visuals, but Mm -hmm. not taking you out of the MCU... By the way, and the team up uh, powers is what I love. Is the yeah. fact they're all they're with each other. They're augmenting each other's powers. By the way, that moment where he grabs it and puts it, that's an Indiana Jones uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark reference they wanted to put in. Oh, that's with fantastic. The burning of the thing on his hand, yeah. Which is great. Oh, I've had those Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Cape no. to the rescue. Cloak of levitation, mind yep. of its own. Always. <laughs> Look at that. That's how you roll, son. <laughs> <laughs> the irony of Rocket Morton. That's how you do uh, price. Uh, what do they call it? 
Uh, product placement? Rocket Mortgage? Yes. Rocket Mortgage? <laughs> I can't wait for Far From Home just seeing how they use him swinging around like this. Oh, yeah. And it's curious that the first film after Avengers 4 is the most grounded character they have. The most down-to-earth, the, the friendly neighborhood character. Yep. Because, like Ant-Man, we'll need to breathe again. <laughs> oh. The art of the team-up. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best at it, right? He's just the best. So good. I mean, everything builds off of him in so many ways. We're, it's going to be a big loss when we lose Danny Jr. in this franchise. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to think Iron Man is which may be the next, which is probably not many movies off right now. <laughs> Amy, do you have a favorite Avenger of this current iteration, like this current team on screen? A favorite among them? Yeah. Woof. Or do you just take them all as a whole and enjoy that more than anyone? I, th- I think the reason Avengers is my favorite so far is because seeing them come together, each one yeah. sort of exquisite, like, I can't pick favorites. Yeah. Fair enough. So, before these movies, I was mad at Iron Man during Civil War. I like Downey Jr.'s portrayal so much that I like Iron Man more now, so I think Iron Man's mine because it ah. it actually answered a question I had about the characterization. He oh, was really? still wrong in Civil War. They had to take him apart and put him back together again. Read Matt Fraction's disassembly. He's definitely wrong, but you can see where he's coming from more after Danny Jr. showed you his perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a toy guy. As soon as they show the Iron Spider in the tr- I ha- have to buy it. I will <laughs> buy it. I never loved that armor, and now I do. It's beautiful. Well, this, uh, this armor's different. Than it's yes. not no full one in the spider. Car, but Yeah. I'm a classic Spidey suit guy. I think Spidey should be in cloth, but it has its purpose here. <laughs> well, this one doesn't look like totally metallic. It's I not. Mean, it has... It's not Iron Man in a spider suit, yeah, which is yeah, what yeah. the comic did at times. Yes. <laughs> We're not going back, Koi. We're not going back to fabric, son. <laughs> I want a cotton polyester yeah. blend for my Spider-Man. Spandex. Dry clean only. Is this polyurethane? What is this? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's funny though when you watch the behind we the scenes. We just talked over the super sad. Just the moment of brutal. We can't handle it. <laughs> this whole movie's that. There's so many moments of oh god. When you watch the behind the scenes, it's it's like Robert Downey, Tom Holland. They're all just wearing like black suits with dots on yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> must it's be so true. weird as an actor. Yeah. So you, you have to trust everyone to such a level to like fix it in post yeah. as a living. And this sound cue is beautiful. Yep. Look at that transition. Yeah, you man. go from that with a sound you know it's Guardians, and then, oh, space. Like, and this, the visual joke of that? This is their sh- uh, uh, dig at James, because he likes to put where they're at, yeah. so they just put space. <laughs> that's, that's their little shot at James, which is brilliant. What a perfect song for this! Yeah, oh, right. So, yeah, because we've had such sadness through the la- yeah. through this whole beginning of the movie, and then Pepper you get this. Just broke our hearts. Yeah. Yep. And, and also, they're able to transition from scene to scene and still keep the tone of each movie. Mm-hmm. Right. This is Guardians. Oh, tone. totally. Guardians. We had uh, you know uh, Thor's tone. We right. had you know all these different tones. And Earth felt like both Downey and Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. And since their bond is so strong, it works. Yeah. 
That's why I think Spider-Man will lead the Avengers. I'd not be mad at that. And I like this scene, too, because at this moment, the team is gelled together, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and they're going to be fractured and torn apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also the alpha battle between him and Rocket. <laughs> oh! Very exciting transitions yes. happening in our lives, not just in the movie. There's a delivery. Nice. Look at this. Duh. There we go. Yeah. Don't you snap. <laughs> Don't you snap. I'm not done with the thing yet. <laughs> That's amazing. Look at that. That's Holy awesome. cow. Do you feel the power? I hate sharing this, but I think I have to. Okay, <laughs> let me take a brief moment. Oh! Pinky up. Loose. <laughs> Ooh. I've seen this so many times, but never held its glory. Wait, no, I want another turn because I didn't realize. Oh my god. You didn't realize you could just <laughs> move the fingers? All right. If Thanos was Spider Man, oh. I had to know what he'd feel like. This is where it belongs anyway. There's a. There you go. Oh, there we go, right? Did you put the thing uh, on? Oh, oh, I see. Okay. The door's back. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You can't even, but they don't let you, let you snap this thing, do they? No, no. But they you can't you do, do that. Who knows what you might happen? You do the middle finger. Yeah, yeah. as we just discovered. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Wendy. Right yeah. there. We're all still adults here. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, right. The sound uh, design is so rad. Back to Amy so okay. can, uh, do the fingers. Um, this Guardian stuff with uh, Thor is some of the funniest stuff in the whole movie oh, with, yeah. uh, with Chris Pratt. <laughs> like, calling him fat. I never would have thought Mantis would be so integral to these films. All right. Yeah. When she's she introduced. Yeah. But that's why, you know, when you get a shot to <laughs> knock it out of the park, you, you, you never know what can happen. I, like how you I specifically her. love her dynamic yeah. with Drax. We don't get much of it in this movie, but mm. it's my favorite thing about her so far. <laughs> I just love, like, in real life, the reverence for Chris Hemsworth's build, and then it translated to this film yeah. in this way. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, he's a man. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dude. Yeah. Yeah, you could stand out to eat a sandwich or two. <laughs> oh, that's such a cool shot of the yeah. It's funny because often when the audience is ahead of characters, it can make a movie boring, but this movie makes the most out of your mm-hmm. thrill at watching them discover things we already know. Yeah. They make it scintillating. And the whole movie, you're wondering who's going to meet who, how they're going to meet, how mm-hmm. they'll interact with each other, and we never get... There's the snap. Yep. At no point did Downey and Chris Evans meet back up after Civil War, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. And who's the one alpha that could really challenge Pratt other than Amer- Captain America, it's Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. So it makes the most sense to put him on here to mess with him. And Cap's way too polite for these kind of interactions. Yes, this exactly. is way more exciting. Thor's Fathers got that swagger. <laughs> I like how he just holds on to her. It's like totally cool with Thanos being your dad because fathers can be tough. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't been there, man? <laughs> and when it's Chris Hemsworth, man. Yeah. You have to be doing more than one thing at once. This is hilarious banter. He's being insecure, and they're filling the entire audience on a backstory. Yeah. 
Yeah, in case you haven't seen the other Guardians movies, you have the background that you need. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and this is so true to Star Lord's character. Oh yeah, and it's so it works with this version of Thor so well. Of course, Gamora has to be the same one in the room. <laughs> She's the stuck with Den Mother a lot, but she makes the most out of it. She does. <laughs> I mean, and full credits is always Aldana. Every like, role she does, she makes work real well. Yeah, but it's not like she comes from a well-adjusted family either. So you know, <laughs> she's doing the best she can with this family. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice reference to the first Guardians. The lens flares here work so well to give this scope. Yeah. JJ's jealous. J- yeah. <laughs> With Hemsworth, no less. Yeah. Who good played call. Kirk's dad and then OG. That might even be something they did on purpose. Yeah, right? That's a good point, man. <laughs> I still want that Star Trek 4 to happen with Kirk and his dad. That'd be amazing. I agree. We're staying on Gamora for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a made up word. And his response, all words are made up. That was one of the jokes I missed in the first like viewing of this was that the banter here the is so quick. Is correct. <laughs> I would I mean this is Mark Riley is here for this movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> Thor and Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Wait, what kind of weapon are we That's Snyder, by the way. That's totally Snyder. Rocket Raccoon is absolutely Jeff Snyder. And Groot is absolutely Dorian, playing his games. <laughs> totally tall. Oh, I need to see Dorian cosplay Groot now. Yep. <laughs> Into it. He would do it. I thought I'd be bothered by the lack of, like, or that accent with Rocket Raccoon when I heard it was Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. and I heard the accent, but it really, now that's how I hear Rocket when I read yeah, the comics. Oh, instantly. The MCU's done a really interesting thing to my perception of comics is the characterization and the casting is so strong, it sometimes influences, like, old comics when I yeah. reread them. Yeah. Especially Cap. Like, Chris Evans is now Cap to me. Right. And he I enjoyed Cap for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Captain America, I like more as a character now. He's not as, as Boy Scouty. Uh, I'm a really big fan that they explored this storyline between Scarlet Witch and Vision. I was really surprised that they decided to go with yeah. it. Yeah. So, from the comic books. Yeah, from yeah. the comics, you know. Because, of course, because where it leads to, mm-hmm. to House of M and everything like that. But I love that they have this here. 
they didn't shy away from that weird android witch relationship. Yeah. They don't even address it. No, like just, no one goes. We're here. How are you going to make this work? No one says anything like that. It's kind of that accepted. Kiss on the hand. This kiss on the hand replaces any. They're like, just are you on board? You're on board. Yeah. Okay, let's do yeah. this. Yeah. Paul Bettany's presence as a, a slightly more than human human just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is like, remember he was. Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Like, that's, he was hired to do a voice. Right. And then it led all the way to this. Well, you know how Feige plans this shit. Yeah. They probably told Paul, uh, look, just do the voice for a couple, and we're going to put you in life and make you vision. It's worth and it. Long game. replace it with your wife, Jennifer Connelly, <laughs> who's going to come in and do it as well, who's the voice in uh, Homecoming. That's Friday, right? Yeah, in Homecoming, yeah. What about this age-inappropriate relationship, Amy? It seems... They put me in the situation where I have to either not want this couple to get together or steal. I'm just saying. If, like, of course I'm into this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, maybe this could be, like, the outlier. Yeah. Fair, fair. You know Liz Olsen watching Night's Tales as a kid. This is very exciting. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> both. Chaucer is just saying whatever she wants right now. Mm-hmm. But Liz brings a, a, a weight to her roles that I really like. It's surprising. Yeah, it's she has so a much surprising. more mature. Yeah, she has so much know? soul in her yeah. eyes. Yeah. Bringing the worlds together with yeah. TV was such a great exposition. Like, here, catch up. Right. And they actually shot this in Edinburgh. It wasn't like, well, we'll see later, Wakanda's actually Georgia. <laughs> yeah. But this well, they couldn't go there. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it exist. what kind yeah. of film incentives are for couldn't, shit? Couldn't be on location. No, <laughs> they yeah. tax breaks. Right. Uh, airplane tickets were too much to, to bring the whole crew there. Is that a shawarma joke? I think so. A deep fryer kebab, the kebab joke so. in the back? Uh, oh, vision. Uh. Oh, Corvus. You feel that, too. Yeah. This is also, there's a deleted scene of this that's longer as well. Yeah, yeah. Her use of powers here. I want to see this movie. Yeah, I know. I agree. Look, it may be controversial. I would rather see a Scarlet Witch solo movie before a Black Widow solo movie. That's my personal opinion. Why not? Yeah, and both is fine. But I would like, in the order, I'm happy to see a Scarlet Witch one first. I think, um, I think going forward, she's if powers keep escalating, they need someone as powerful as Scarlet Witch to do yes. the solo. I'm, I want to see that. It is a weird thing to, to think about going forward in a Quicksilverless universe forever. Yeah. Uh, and Amy, there's a world 10 years from now where we're doing House of M with the new X-Men. Yep. Well, yeah, remember with, with Disney with getting... This. Fox, Fox. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a world where House of M exists. I still so dream they're of... they're going to recast, you know... Everybody. Yeah. I still have my M of House dream where she can't handle it and she just says mutants and the X gene is activated all over the MCU and we get X-Men. Yeah. M of oh, House. M of House. That's what I've been calling it, M of House. I want it to happen. That's called the House of Mouse story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the M in the House of M is, in fact, Mouse. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I won a movie fight with that argument four years ago, and then the Fox thing kept escalating, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. I love that we're so deep into the MCU that we don't even question her powers. Yeah. Like, she just propels herself around. How? Magic? Okay. Not sure how she's helping with the going through glass and hitting the ground, and I'm going to get Magic. the tiny okay. bottle shields. Yeah. <laughs> don't think she's using his android body as a shield, maybe? I don't mm. know. It's a good point, though. She got a cut. 
Is this all CGI or do they put the makeup? That's on? that's actual makeup, and then yeah. they augment it with CGI. Yeah. The makeups are incredible. It's that's it's so incredible. detailed and layered, and then they add like an unreal layer on top yeah. to make it look moving. That's great. Shout out to Carrie Coon, who I love mm. to pieces as Proxima Midnight. You asked me to stay. I'm staying. It's so good. <laughs> Here we go. The train sequence. Oh, one of the coolest moments. Make us wait for it. Make us wait for it. Yeah. Oh. The shadow. Nomad. Mm-hmm. Look at that beard. That's a sexy dude. <laughs> D-badge cap suit. <laughs> Perfect. Falcon! Yeah, Falcon stuff. I would also and watch a Hawkeye Anthony Mackie movie a la Hurt Locker oh, in a yeah. second. I'm down with that. Although I'll take a Falcon and a Bucky movie. First. Oh, yeah. Their, their chemistry is so Fighting yeah. for the shield. Yeah. Once we inevitably lose Cap in the next movie, they fight over who gets the mantle. <laughs> the trailers are just who will win the shield. Also, we were talking about how the individual movies feel. This now feels like Winter Soldier in a hurry. The fighting style, the way yeah. they use a lot of aerial combat. This ties into what we've experienced in the Cap universe really well in three of them. Yeah. You know, they're married to the comics. These two, or they're married and they make an, a kind of an allusion to it, but not a big deal in the movie. In this yeah. movie, so there can be love even in the Black Order, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting moment, too, because Cap didn't want him to be creative, remember? Mm-hmm. They had that whole battle right above his. The whatever the thing he was in, uh, and you know he didn't want uh, uh, Iron Man to create him. So a flashback to the first film, him standing like that in the window of the jet. Ah, yeah. He's doing the same pose. Good call. Look how far he's come from save a dance, save me a dance. It's Eight just, years, yeah, still yeah. on plane, holding his waist, going, "Oh, what have I done?" I still defend that movie to Which anybody. Movie? First Avenger, I love that thing uh, to pieces. I thought you were, I, I were going to say not in a teen movie because that's the first thing I thought, <laughs> I thought Chris Evans in. Uh, I'll watch some not in a teen movie yeah. if I'm in the right headspace. My friend Heather Brown is the girl that has the uh, uh, crapping problem in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's why I went to see the movie because we were taking acting class together. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> this is something I wish they had oh. more of in the movie, yeah. the backstory Isn't with there, Anna. There's another hour-long cut that has a lot more of this. I've heard that I they're going to release right before 4. That was the rumor. That I've heard that, yeah, yeah. I've heard that I rumor. Mean, they definitely have more of this material that they yeah. cut. So mm-hmm. there is one short sequence in in the deleted scenes. Yeah, with the Gamora and Thanos is in the battle armor. To yeah. me, this is important because for for Thanos, but it's more important for Gamora, who I feel like is really the heart of this film in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. That's a great point, Amy. I love the world building of the ship in the back, like yeah. right above that we see throughout the film. Yeah. It's very like Star Wars, mm-hmm. where you would see the destroyers just kind of roaming in the background and stuff. Um, look how real! Like yeah. that's a giant purple hand and a little green girl, and I'm like, I'm in. Like, right. there's so much heart there. There's so much. Oh. And then all that stuff happening in the background as he's talking to her about balance. Fifty-fifty. Thank you, soundtrack. My dad taught me this lesson with a burrito, though. He was holding <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm Latino. Don't get mad. <laughs> I can say that. Um, was he saying the balance of ingredients? Yes, that's who he's trying to teach me. The rice and the beans. <laughs> and 
to roll it correctly otherwise. <laughs> See no sun. There we go. Here's half gone. Also, and I'm oh. sure it was intentional, this this cutaway to show the size of Thanos, because of the size of the dagger, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some, I don't know if you've seen the shots on Instagram of like Zoe with this actress and in full yes. gear looking at you. It's great. It's great. So now they're following up on that long look we had at her earlier when they were like, no one knows where the soul stone is. Do you think her keeping that is a really messed up way of affection for well, Thanos? Yeah, I mean, if in that deleted scene, which is, I think, placed later in this, they show that she was actually trying to... Yeah, impress him. Impress her yeah. father, yeah. you know. Yeah. This looks like a comic book. It is purple yeah. and green, but we're so invested in the film that I never noticed how like stark those colors are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not being afraid of color is a really nice thing for a film. <laughs> Especially a comic film. What? Uh, Especially because Amy's know, making a shot at something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> just a like few genre sci-fi. choices. Well, look, I like a lot of sci-fi films that end up as just blue, but it's like, guys, there are other colors. <laughs> you want just orange? <laughs> But if you watch the, a lot of the MCU movies before, they're actually shot in much a more kind of plain style, mm-hmm. right? There isn't a lot of color in them. They, yeah. They've been doing it more recently, yeah. but like, I don't but know, the I think first it's part five. Of the improving, it's improving, right? Like, it's part of the feel of the film's improving. It feels not as cheap, not as Yeah, TV. and I think they also, you know, are more comfortable venturing out, and especially with the genres, so now they're more like, with the music and the cinematography and yeah. everything, because before if you watch the first, like, I don't know how many they're all kind of shot in a very similar way. Yeah, yeah. I think phase one was just getting us into the characters and like inviting us in with simplicity, and yeah. now you can have a blue and, I mean, a green and purple movie. Now, Amy, what's your feeling about this love story? Are you okay with these two? Weirdly, okay, in this movie, I like it. I don't... The Ooh. first two Guardians movies, I really like that they... Oh, the, <laughs> this is okay. so good. I love that she's not the girlfriend in the first two Guardians movies, right. and that made me feel a little disappointed that they just went ahead and did it, but also it was obviously coming. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Batista. <laughs> Imperceptive. <laughs> Dave Batista loves that character so much that when we talked about the world of Guardians on the red carpet, he lit up like a like a twelve year old. But he's a you know six foot five, five hundred foot twelve yeah. year old. So like seeing him just love and adore this universe and this character, it's it's amazing. Am I? Charlotte and Gamora and my read on the first two Guardians movies where they like, went together I, I mean it was yeah. coming. it's it was just coming. some unspoken thing we barely get by the end of movie two and it's like yeah. so he's really just gonna right badger her into loving him okay it worked out because in the first one right he's tries to but she fights back every single time he tries to do stuff but there is a sweetness developing between them especially in the then, second one the sweetness and the second one is where she un, like that's bringing home to meet your parents like it's yeah. essentially that right you meet your dad so there's a lot of that here oh where's the uh, Where's what's his face from Rest of Development? Where's uh, oh yeah, uh, Tobias Funke is yeah. in the back. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in there. his never nude blues. <laughs> 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 
And in Civil War, the uh, the stair car. Yeah, that's one of my favorite right. things in MCU. There he is on the left. Yeah, yeah there yeah. he is with the mustache. Tobias. That's what I don't understand when people get mad about these films having a sense of humor to them. It's so essential. Otherwise, it's just darkness in the world ending. Yeah, I saw that already in another... Never mind. <laughs> Out the window or live? Or? I love that Benicio Del Toro has the ability to play something so big but so contained. Yeah. Like, him and Jeff Goldblum are the only two that can play their respective roles. Can we get them in a buddy movie, for God's sake? <laughs> the Eternals in a buddy... Yeah, please. Yeah, those... Yeah, it has to be part of it. Elders of the Universe road trip. <laughs> well, if you compare what he does here with, with but him in the Eternals, and Sicario, you could have them as the elders in that world. Mm. This is such an interesting beat. It'll come up when I'm real mad at Star-Lord later. Because <laughs> in this scene... Yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. gets it. He's in control now. Right. Because the stakes aren't about him. <laughs> mm. It's easy to tell other people the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. I love that that's a great and legitimate setback. Like, it's, nobody was an idiot in making that choice, but it backfires on them because they, you know, like... Mm -hmm. They're impulsive. That's the Guardian's nature, and that yeah. was what happens with Star-Lord soon. So using it to stab, yeah. This yeah. was so shocking in the theater. Yeah. The first time and so confusing. Berlin really needs some Academy love this year for all of his great work. <laughs> that was, I mean... Maybe he'll get a pop popular, popular film actor. <laughs> popular nom actor. Nom <laughs> a popular actor. Popular actor in film. And the popular actor of 2018 yeah. is Josh Brolin. I wouldn't even walk up to get it. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just stay Thanks up. for my participation like trophy. I'm good. <laughs> Getting up blue ribbon at the Academy Awards. This music and Gamora's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just this, what a great twist. Mm -hmm. And it makes so much sense the reality stone. We just we're not thinking that way yet until now. And it's red because it's the reality stone. They're still teaching us. Yep. And, you know, we'll see this usage again when he talks about Titan and what happened to Titan. Mm -hmm. yeah. This was made by so many smart people. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a director's roundtable on this uh, on this Blu-ray where they all sit down and talk about oh, it's it. amazing. So, yeah, it's supposed to be fantastic. <laughs> this is a great shout oh. out to the comments with the 
the comics, uh, where Thanos is an unstoppable vengeance machine who is pointed at Thanos at all times in the original version. This is a callback to the horrifying events of Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. If only there was a helicopter. <laughs> Thanos copter so important. <laughs> Do you think she knows here why he's come? Why Thanos has come? Yeah, because she says, like, don't kill him to kill me. Yeah. Because she when knows she where it is. Come and he says, I counted on it. Yeah. She's yeah. done the math. Yeah. She's done the math, huh? She yeah. contains the secret. That's why the conversation on the ship had to happen before this to yeah. establish yeah. that she's ready. Because she's still surprised when he wants to sacrifice her. That's what I'm saying. Like he's, it's so she doesn't know that she's going to be sacrificed. She knows that she has the key to the soul. Stuff. I don't think she knows the conditions. Right. Like. right. I love this situation because it's so Gamora and it's so true to their. So it's weird to hear her in this mode, but it's extreme. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't believe him as much as I believe her. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Oof! I still don't know how I feel about this, but it's such a beautiful moment. <laughs> what don't you like about it? I don't. I change my mind day to day on whether <laughs> leaving him alive to suffer is that what you don't? No, like no, no. Or? Whether him taking the shot. Some days I'm like, it's brilliant, mm. it shows how much he loves her. Wow. And other days I'm like, it shows that he's out of line with the rest of the movie because that's the call you don't make. And other days I'm like, it shows how the Guardians are different from the rest of the team. I don't know, I changed my mind a lot. <laughs> I think he always makes the call you don't make and that's why he was such an important thing for what he does later that feels so out of line. I would venture for that... For me it's love. I would venture that they, that means they were effective in what they were doing, that it keeps you thinking about whether he should have or shouldn't have. And the bubbles are so funny. I heard they had some behind-the-scenes argument about arguments back and forth on whether really? he should take the shot. Mm-hmm. Like the bubble moment is so beautiful and so in in yeah like in world. Yeah. But uh, I could see strong arguments both ways. Anyway. By the way, that's I, I don't know if that's Marcus or McFeely, but he. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. He plays his aide. Somewhere there's a Hulk movie with him as Thunderbolt Ross, fully just Red Hulk with Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chomping on a cigar. Exactly. Without Liv Tyler, bring back Jennifer Connelly. Ooh. Look at that. The New Avengers. <laughs> Effectively, the New Avengers yep. in their New Avengers headquarters. beard <laughs> I am no mad now <laughs> I never would have thought Civil War would land here mm. and as much as we talk about going back to 08 even like five years ago Civil War splitting the team this I didn't think was going to come back to Infinity War this is such good storytelling yeah Brody. Do you think in the long run they made the right choice? Not Terrence Howard? Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like too, man. I like Terrence Howard. It just brings a different energy. But Don Cheadle's got this this peaceful mm-hmm. confidence to him. Mm-hmm. And he can play second banana to Iron Man without losing credibility or strength. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Terrence would have pushed back more. Always looking for that little bit mm-hmm. extra. A little extra. Here's the Black Widow, Bruce Banner moment. Yeah. Now, do you buy Cap and Black Widow dating? So is that a thing? Did they Cap I, I, and Black Widow? Yeah, this moment. Because he says awkward like they're a thing now. Oh, I don't think they're a thing. No. I've read, I've read a lot of people. It, that's a, a theory a on the internet. There's a digit of people thinking it. I, st- I, just I don't, don't buy see it. it. I don't think no. so. I don't see Cap and Black Widow because I love their relationship as platonic friends. Yeah. Also, did you watch Winter Soldier? She tries to hook him up with everyone under the sun. That's true. Yeah. I always thought it was like a big brother, little sister. Yeah, yeah people can be crafty like that, though, right? They try to hook you up with other people. And then they, they're like, they land the groundwork. <laughs> they want, yeah, they want you to try out other people first. But I mean, in Age of Ultron, too, remember, Shake like. Shake the dust off. You've been in ice for a few decades. In the party scene with. In Age of Ultron, yeah. like, you know, that's when it all started. Right. I think my favorite costume choice in any Marvel movie is Cap having his sleeves rolled up. Oh, yeah. Just him looking ready. <laughs> it's real subtle, but it's great. So this is the direct follow-up to, Gar- to Star-Lord and Gamora mm-hmm. and the issue of self-sacrifice. And they're about to say the line, that, the only line that gets repeated in this movie more than once. And what I think Avengers 4 is. Mm. You don't trade lives, Cap. God, he's got great hair. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I think trading that's lives is how Avengers movie. 4 yep. is, is. Well, that's the how they're going to get the people who disappeared. The, uh, snap victims. Right. right. Back. And then we lose the OG Avengers, I maintain. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can deal with that because then you have some weight to it. So, like, it's not just people coming y- back. Yes, well, they come back different, like Pet Cemetery. Uh, it's Marvel Zombies. Marvel Zombie Marvel Universe. Zombies. Oh, not that again. <laughs> and if you look at the people we know are in Spider-Man: Far From Home, those people got dusted, so it leads credence to them coming back by way of us sacrificing these characters. Because mm-hmm. we got Mariah Hill and Nick Fury rumored in Far From Home. Yeah. yeah. So the, the question is. How many of them and who? Right? Yeah. Is it all the original? I know? think I think it's Tony Cap. Oh, here we go! I love soundtrack again. So yeah. smart, having the drums start slowly and the oh, crowd yeah. was going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a they name knew. for these drums. They They're called talking drums or something like oh, that. Oh, the talking there's drums. A, there's a whole specific Wakanda. musical lineage that they play with in this. Wakanda, but really Georgia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mbaku. Yeah. The breakout. Him like, and Nakira are another great couple. I guess I'm being too hard on them. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. sorry. I think everyone's Amy appropriate you. except for Amy, uh, I think you've, Android and a witch so far. I think well, you got Bruce every and Natasha right. were not my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Said, that should never have happened. I love them separately. Yes. Well, they, were, they, they were trying to do the Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Really like. But they're MCU canon, man. That's I, can't, true, that's I have true. to live with it now. <laughs> well, you know. It's the music. Sometimes you date the wrong person. Yeah. You move on. Oh. Continuation off the Black Panther end credit scene. I love Spa Bucky. It's like he's gotten some sleep. Okay, he's working. still not sure about this. Winter Winter Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> winter Jesus. That's what I call him. Winter, Jesus. winter Savior. <laughs> winter Savior. Amy, you win. That's good. 
No, he's tortured like this in the comics, isn't he? I, I thought I remember there's something where Ebony teases, uh, tortures him like this as well. Not in water, but or, or water type look. But I don't, know. Know. I don't remember um, if that's I, I right or not. I need to reread actual Infinity. I know this is similar to a lot of the, the sort of tortures you get in Infinity Gauntlet when right. Thanos is just toying with everybody, but it's been a couple years since I read the new Infinity. Mm. No, no, because Strange has the key to Thanos' son in that storyline, and mm. I think he's tortured, he's tortured like this by Ebony, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the comics. And if I'm wrong, please correct me, but I, think I, I thought I did see that. I also appreciate this is the first of the Marvel films that it felt like you needed to see all of them to really appreciate the scope, but it also gives you just enough that you can really like the ride. Yeah. Yeah, uh, speaking of loyalty. The cape is great. So we have the grounded Earth New Avengers, and then in space we have Spider-Man, Doctor Strange's cape, and Iron Man arguing. Yeah. And what? How did this land? It just totally does. Well, he's talking to having a kid. Tony's accidentally adopted this spider kid. This guy has followed him to space. Yeah. Like. He's talking to a younger version of himself, mm-hmm. right? Which I like this translation more than Superior Spider-Man, where Spider-Man effectively became mm-hmm. Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. This works more for the, both their characters to me. Yep. Also, the really old movie callback there makes me retroactively love the really old movie line twice as much in Civil War. <laughs> Have you heard that uh, rumor about Uncle Ben? There's this this fan theory that Uncle Ben was a diehard movie buff, so Spider, uh, Peter, oh, and Ben watched movies together. Shit. So all those Uncle movies he's referencing are him thinking about his Uncle Ben and the oh, times they went wow. to the theater together. My heart. Isn't that beautiful and awful? Like so, Uncle Ben being a giant Star Wars fan puts him at the same age as Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei's age tying into Star Wars, and then every time he references a movie, it's him with Ben, which breaks your heart. Great point. And obviously they watched Aliens, so... Yeah. <laughs> same same time frame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uncle Ben's a sci-fi buff. That's right. From the early 80s, yeah. Which, right? It all it lines works. up beautifully. It does. I remember being in theater going, ah, okay. Yeah, I wish his death was a little more significant. Mm-hmm, because he's presented so well. And he's so powerful. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of why he had to go when he did, is because everyone... They are so powerful. How do you fight Thanos and Ebony Maul? Mm. It's like when they took Mr. Echo off a of loss. I was like, yeah, I don't buy it. He was eclipsing everybody, so you had to get rid of him. Who just saved your You're Robin, 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 yes. It's so good. <laughs> Just brilliant. And by the way, before you start siding with Doctor Strange, don't forget that he was a cocky little physician himself. Mm-hmm. So there's the, these two alphas are fighting from the same kind of uh, financial realm or, or level, so to speak. So 
know. And that's what they said, that this fight at the end between him and that is the six years of torture that he's been through, which is a real subtle storyline they played through. And the PTSD in Iron Man 3 lands yeah. twice as much because of him being in his head. Some people push back against that in Iron Man 3, and I, and I, I always I enjoyed it. I, as someone that has anxiety real. attacks, like it was the most real version of that I've ever seen on camera. Yeah. And the fact that you love Iron Man so much, you're invested in him having anxiety. Yeah. And I thought it was a beautiful portrayal of a character that's had too much. Yeah. You couldn't handle it. Agreed. And of course, we'll see that later when he's <laughs> laying groundwork here. He's so perfectly condescending all the time. He's so <laughs> likable. <laughs> That's what's frustrating. You're a vendor. This, this face. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> acting. That's why he will lead the Avengers. That's the clues are all there. <laughs> he just got knighted, and he just felt it all with 10 seconds of face. No like one wants how? to believe me. Do you think, like, soon Avengers or down the road Avengers? The next round of it, he will be the leader. That's my belief. All right. I can see it like Avengers Everyone's always six. a kid. He's a kid. He's a kid. I, I, I said this on Movie Talk the other day. Look at the font for the sequel. It's darker. It's, more, it's not rounder. It's not playful. It's darker. He has been changed from this whole experience, and so he, I think he can lead the Avengers. That's my opinion. I know Cap Captain Marvel's running around the galaxy. You know, I don't think she'll lead the Avengers that soon. Right. I, I agree. Black Panther's got a kingdom to run. And all this, so I just feel like Spidey Man. It He's feels get like this out of the way. Gamora is right about everything. Yeah. <laughs> the, as you watch these next scenes, now Gamora can run the Avengers. Absolutely. Back from the Soul Stone, run the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, this is the scene that's longer that Dennis was referencing earlier. Oh, nice. There's a shot of her younger walking in with some bag of something dropping in front of Thanos younger and having the conversation, and he turns the vision the. The pick the I don't know what the version of her around to face her current version and say, see, you used to be happy with you, me and used to be a believer. You used to be a believer, right? Yeah. What I feel like is great is we we I want to see that, but we don't need it because they do so much in this scene. Mm. She changes up her acting to be a little kid again. Yeah, like she's. There's there's a reason she's in two of the one billion dollar movies. <laughs> yeah. But this is. In essence, an abusive relationship, it's right? It's very literal. Right? He brainwashes her into, and, and uh, status, this is in, in real world situations, it is not uncommon to have mixed feelings of love and hate. Yeah. To have strived to please the person who was the monster to you. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, she's right about everything. He's compelling, yeah. but she's right. Yep. And, and he, I like, he gets her young and warps her this way, young, until she finally realizes, like so many people talk about that with cults, like you get them young and they finally break out of it yeah. because they come of age, you know? Sorry, She's cult. shouting that, no, it's just so great. Like, yeah. I love that as soon as you have empathy for him, they introduce Nebula and what he's done to her. <sighs> and I really think that that was a smart move because yep. you start to go like, wow, Josh Brolin as Thanos is so captivating oh, yeah. and, and his rituals and his beliefs, you're like, ah, and then they remind you, no, no, bad guy. Which is, which is totally different from Infinity Gauntlet, where Thanos' character is, you yeah. know, he's just kind of, he's, he's crazy. He's one note. He's a bad he's a, guy. Yeah, he's a he's bad guy. He's courting cool. death. Yeah. You know, right. and, he's... and I love the parallels of death in this film, the mm -hmm. way they used a certain cameo coming up. Mm -hmm. Do you think Hela will show up in four? I think so. Yeah. Because of Mark Ruffalo talking about, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
And here's where everything's working on more than one level again, because this is whole, the whole thing is an interrogation to get what he wants. What Mark Ruffalo thing do you think brings Hella back in? Oh, no, he had an interview. He mentioned oh. that she was on set with them. Oh, so it's just Mark Ruffalo, not yeah. a storytelling. Right. <laughs> no, no. He pulled a Tom Holland. Yeah. So you know that Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo got the least amount of the script of any of the actors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was they like intentionally were like, no, yes. no, That's why that little scene they shot where they have Tom Holland with tape over his mouth and everyone else is talking <laughs> about the script. I heard Chris Evans was one of the few that got the full script. Oh, I, uh, and I love the idea that Cap is like, tr- uh, trust me, I got this. Yeah. Oh. yeah, this scene immediately like, oh, right. And uh, look, in Infinity Gauntlet, she kills Thanos. She gets the gauntlet. So, yeah. Well, she gets tortured by him. That's what I'm saying. Like so this. To me, I think, I think she will do it in Avengers 4. I, no one wants to uh, you know, think that it's true. they want to give the bigger heroes. But I oh, think, no, I think her being alive is very important. Her story. So yeah. yeah. And the shot, just like seeing her yeah. up and then when they turned it. Yeah. And this is so, like, you have to, look, that stop it is her little girl mode. She can't yeah. help it. She lived this. Yep. Like, but this is also the perfect follow-up to Guardians 2. Where they established the one the thing that she always let her down in. Yep. It's when Gamora, who will happily sacrifice herself, can't abandon Nebula one more time because we don't trade lives. Right. Do you like Karen Gillan in this role? Yeah. Yeah. She's such a massive nerd, too. It's great in real life. And she's the opposite in real life. She's so bubbly and excited yeah. and like and nervous and mm-hmm. awkward and she talks about it all the time. I even watched that ABC show she did. I didn't care. It was just to spend time with her on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda wanna go back and watch that because I love John Cho too. Selfie. Oh yeah, I watched that because of John Cho was yeah. in it. Was it selfie or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrible name. Actually the yeah. show I thought was decent. It was yeah. just a Horrible name. Yes, for the show. I can't wait for that John Cho movie, Untraceable. I think it is. That uh, searching. That, oh, searching. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frosty says it's excellent. I've yep. heard only perfect things. It's horrible what he's doing here, man. It's so uncomfortable. I mean, Marvel made you wait ten years for this and pulled no punches. Yeah, it's incredible. Everyone's like, "There's no stakes." You know, there's nobody gets hurt, and then this movie. Yeah. Well, also, villains aren't good. I mean, yeah. they're all, you know, uh, criticisms that I think aren't uh, from nowhere. Right, right. They're valid. But I think Marvel listens and evolves yes. very well. They made their villains better as they read the board. I mean, they, this whole movie is about the villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Thanos has the most screen time of anyone in oh, the yeah. whole movie. He's a protagonist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone said that to me the other day, like, oh, it's a better movie when you realize Thanos is the main lead. I was like, how did you not realize yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what movie did you see first? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so obvious. The rumor of that Drew, <laughs> Drew Pierce uh, Sinister Six script, the only thing I loved about it was the idea that Spider-Man was the antagonist and the six all teamed up as like lowly henchmen. Right. Apparently that's what the script is. Yeah, would have been and this movie, maybe it could happen. Yeah. And Hemsworth said he was worried how Taika would, how his version of Thor was going to, after Waititi, mm-hmm. was going to slide into this movie with the stakes that were here. And so, but you know, like when he read the script, he, said he was more at peace with it because he yeah. understood the humor from Taika. And, and the actors also talked about how the Russo brothers allowed them to kind of bring their versions of the characters from right. previous movies into this versus yeah. telling them, you have to do this, you have to do that. Or right. right. 
Like, this is almost Mel Brooks-level humor, but yeah. in a dark setting. Like, that, the Men in Tights line, like, yeah. killed the goldfish, choked on the goldfish. Like, all of that, <laughs> but it's about the story of Thor. Yeah, but, I mean, this This is one of the top didn't-see-this-scene-coming. Love it so much. Mm. These two connecting in this way. <laughs> Thor trying to act like it's fine and Rocket struggling with empathy. Yeah. <laughs> he can show it. I mean... But he begrudgingly shows it because of all the damage he's been through himself, yes, exactly. right? They it's, both lost so much yeah. and don't feel like the humanity left, and they have to find it. And then they've seen them sharing that. Mm-hmm. I can see that in Thor font. I can see that dialogue. <laughs> I like the rockets on phase by all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what if you're wrong, though? <laughs> he's like, I just made a declarative statement. What are you talking about? <laughs> That great moment. <laughs> what is this thing about body he parts? He loves stealing body parts. Yeah. Is it never explained? It's it's just a great tick that they gave movie Rocket. Because <laughs> I don't think of that as a comic thing. I no, I think that it's there. It's a, it's a James Gunny expansion on his sort of dark view of the universe that he likes to create fabulous weapons and take things apart. And there's a slightly dehumanizing edge to this guy who's been experimented on who's sort of obsessed with body parts. But it's also that just weird sort of vaudeville tradition James Gunn comes out of. Oh, I yeah. did see some great things online where people people were like, they don't love all of those jokes where someone was like, I have a prosthetic eye. I could give you ten great prosthetic eye jokes that could have gone here. <laughs> um, which I think would be a cool area for them to look in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember this moment was one of the first moments I realized that there was no amount of comic-y stuff that was out of realm of possibility. Yep. When I realized they were landing here, and then as this escalates into reigniting a star, it's insane that we've gotten to the point where that's yeah. all accessible but in the, one the, film. But that's yeah. how they built it, right? Yeah. And they started with a more grounded one, mm-hmm. with Iron Man, right? And they, you know, did Hulk, and everything was kind of more explained through science, and they opened it up with Thor, yeah. and then... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and, and now it's all accepted by all the audience. Right. So. And now we're going to go out full cosmic, full cosmic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Captain Marvel has the, like the best playground because we're all accepting of everything. Yeah. She can have the whole universe. It's set in a time where there's no stakes with these characters. That movie's going to have so much fun. Yeah, that first could, trailer. You couldn't jump from you know Iron Man one to this. You know? Right, you had to yeah. build, build up to it. Tyrion, it's yeah. so amazing. So how many gauntlets has he made? Because remember, Hela walks by that one and goes, fake. Fake, yeah. yeah in, in Ragnarok. Yeah. So. Because they had shown that in an earlier Thor movie mm-hmm. in the vault. Yeah, right. I'll do it myself. 
he claims it's the only one he's ever built. So it's weird. Like, where was this? I think that's sort of just a patch job. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That means they're like a retcon. Like, yeah, let's go ahead and solve yeah. that little weird foible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, wait, Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they won't catch it. They won't catch it. <laughs> I never would have thought Peter Dinklage in the world of the Asgardian myth, but this works so well. Yeah. Pretty much everyone was saying he was going to be the voice of one of the Black Order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So see him show up in something like this. Yeah, like this. Really. Well, and for them to take the mythology and invert it in the way of like making him enormous because they're sort of like, we're going to subvert your expectations. He should be something outside of normal experience, right. but in a way that you don't see coming. Yeah. And I love it. This also, he represents to me the perfect middle ground between Guardians and Thor. Because he feels as mm. Guardian, but he's in space and he's cosmic. Mm-hmm. So it's those two worlds, and that's who we've been traveling with, those two worlds. Yeah. And they use the Endeavor layer that's, that's mm-hmm. Guardians. So they make it feel like it's supposed to be a Guardians type of thing. And he establishes that he tried to sort of bargain with Thanos, essentially, yep. and that that doesn't work. Yep. Like, This is, I love this scene. Nebula has become one of my favorite characters, like big time. MCU Nebula is incredible. Yeah. She's what I wanted Lady Terminator to be in that horrible T3. (laughs) (laughs) All the things I wanted that movie to do, she does Uh, so much better. (laughs) Who was that? Christian Loken? Yeah. Yeah. Christian or Christina? I I always forget it wrong. Oh, there was a deleted scene with this where she's sending the messages to the Guardians. Oh, yeah? And then, yeah, and they. <laughs> Drax didn't check the messages or whatever. Oh, no. And Mantis is, like, transfixed on the blinking yellow light because yes. she is an insect to Mantis. Oh, that's funny. And there's 23 messages from, or 25 from Nebula saying, he's on Titan, he's going to Titan, you yeah, gotta go find him, yeah. which is how the Guardians end up. Oh, on that's Titan. cool. Yeah. That was probably the best out of Yeah, was gonna, that sounds like a cool scene. Yeah. Because you had more with Drax, too. Yeah. I mean, just the, the production design of this of this entire movie is just incredible. The only moment that bothered me in this film was just now when they have it requires two of them to drive the ship, which I get from a story standpoint. Mm. But earlier we saw Ebony Maw driving the ship, and he's the size of humans. He's telekinetic, though. Yeah, he's but he's the size. So why would he? Why would they struggle? <laughs> he's more powerful than them both, probably. That's probably true, and they could, yeah. they could guide it with the telekinesis. I would imagine, yeah. More Spider Sense references. Yeah. And randomly hanging upside down. So good. <laughs> Tracks. And the trope of heroes fighting before they meet really gets old in comics a lot, but I love that if you land on an alien planet, of course you fight. Yeah. And it's this perfect. really works. Because you never met each other. Yeah. So why wouldn't why they assume it's an enemy? Yeah. Like, this lands a comic strip better than a lot of comics do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and again, he's on an alien planet. Why wouldn't he be worried about that? <laughs> this guy's got eight legs. He seems like a bad guy to the Guardians. <laughs> Mantis versus Spider. It's interesting. Blanket of death. <laughs> I 
Apparently, Tom Holland had a really hard time working with Chris Pratt because he was a big fan and they kept making him laugh, so Tom Holland couldn't keep a straight face in this whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> Batista says that was an uh, uh, improv line, but, but Chris Pratt had suggested it to him. So, yeah. so good. one more joke there are you sure I can't imagine writing that scene like yeah. it's so all the characters get their time to shine all the humor lands and it builds the plot along mm-hmm. I'm struggling with the same thing there's no good time for a bathroom break in this movie what a testament to a good film two hours and 40 minutes of oh not yeah not this one not this one not this one <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised they didn't go yarn drum? No, I don't know. I liked what they went with. <laughs> I, I was expecting yarn drum. Yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> I love that he's East Coast rocket raccoon. Right, this he's just a Jersey rocket. <laughs> right. uh. Man, Jersey rocket. Now I want to see him hanging out with Kamala Khan. This shot it's right here. Jersey City. Look at Peter think. looking around because he wants to jump around too. Like I love this moment of him being a little kid. And he's like, "Can I?" No, I'm Avenger. And then he like composes himself. <laughs> he's like jealous of Mantis this whole time. Are you yawning? In the middle of this, while I'm breaking it down, huh? That is not an easy line to deliver. <laughs> Such conviction. <laughs> just... Once again, they just give it the time it needs. Yep. It's so much funnier. Because you can see the inner monologue going on with him. <laughs> just the exhale. <laughs> but Robert, you can tell, man, Robert's... Robert's getting that age, bro. Yeah. You can see the wrinkles. You can see the look. Even, like, he's just ahead. Yeah. And, like... Yeah. But I, thinking about it, I can't think of anyone else that could do his nonverbal or verbal... I know. Like, he's so exactly downy. Mm-hmm. And so, Iron Man. We will so rebel at the casting of this kind of stuff if they recast these parts. I can't imagine. Yeah. But there's so many characters they can well from, yeah. like... There really is. By the way, he's been doing this the whole time. Yeah, you, you saw him. The, yeah. yeah, you see him in the background. There it is. Oh.
That's gonna be a Schmodown question. Oh, 100. <laughs> it's coming. I'm gonna memorize that right now, just in case. Four million six hundred five. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Look at that. This world is one of the most stunning worlds I've seen in any genre. Yeah. Like this could be a classic sci-fi film. Modernly, it just looks Absolutely. powerful. Like maintaining the vibe of Guardians, because because they're uh, in space. Because yeah, right, yeah. Right. And Nebula or uh, Gamora's with him. What do you think it works out? Like, is there a <laughs> there's a crunch <laughs> on a there's a crunch on Titan like Crunch Titan, Fitness? Yeah. Like, he's got to find time to work. He looks out. like a Gold's Gym guy. Yeah, he's yeah, like a Gold's Gym guy. That. I can see that. My friend does have a, a T-shirt, Thanos Gym, and it's yes. like, like lifting, deadlifting, oh, awesome. which is brilliant. So this cameo and surprise, oh. the entire theater perked up. Yep. Everyone went, <gasps> right. So my buddy Ross plays Red Skull, and Mark he was Mark. on the red carpet. Ross Mark one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was on the red carpet, and we hadn't seen each other, so we were just talking excitedly. Oh. And the interview between us was like, you know, as a fan, I'm here as a fan, and rewatching the interview, I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> of course, he doesn't want to lose this shot of playing it. The moment of all time? Yeah. And the Russos have said that he is now free. Right. So I hope Ross gets to play Red Skull because he nails this. He's oh, he so really good. Does. And he wants to do it. Yeah. Whereas Hugo wasn't Did, a big yes. fan of it. No. <laughs> and this so beautifully mirrors death, like imagery that when when this first happened, we all all the comic fans are like it's death. Yeah, and then yeah. it is a skull in a yeah. Owl. Like it still works. What's also great too is it shows you that there are consequences in the MCU for the things you do. He went after that stone. He wanted to be powerful. This is what's the price. The price he had to pay. Eight years ago, he's been price. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And who knows how time works in this in this area? It's true. And he does the imitation close to Hugo, so it's still it references, but still his own. Mm-hmm. So it's it still feels like the same Red Skull. Yeah. And his cloak billowing and smoking like that is beautiful. Mm. Just came back to cry. <laughs> this was a weird moment for me because we all see it coming before she does. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel I like she I'm, would have seen it coming. No, because she, I don't think she truly believes. Oh, you think she doesn't believe he loves her? Yeah. Like this laugh She's to me is. She thinks he's defeated. Yeah. Oh. This is her moment of victory. Hmm. I'm on the he actually loves her side. I know I it's am. a. Oh, I, I think too. he loves her. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But as she much doesn't as believe that he does. Right. As much as a demented guy like him could Can love her. But yeah, I think yeah. he loves her as much as. But I mean, the proof is he gets the soul right. stone. Right. That, I didn't it's understand the argument it, on the internet. Have it your cake and eat it too. I think the argument on the internet came from the idea that, like, does him loving her mean that it doesn't count as an abusive relationship? And it's like. No. That, no. That is the, like, no, of course. He's. He's a monster, right. but it's interesting the idea that he can have 
Like, that's why I say Gamora is right. Yeah. Because, like, she's right. He's a monster. This isn't real love, but it also is. And they do right. both. And I, it's a contradiction, but that's what I like about it. I, I mean, know. that's real life. I mean, obviously, these are alien fictional characters, but real life, that's how things yeah. work. Yeah, people feel love and still are monsters. Yes. yes. Sociopath, narcissists, psychopaths all can feel love. They're just warped versions yeah. of love. Yeah. And they believe it's love. People are complicated. Yeah, there we go. That's, if you take anything away from this commentary, people are complicated. <laughs> Lessons learned from Thanos. People are complicated. It is weird because I did see people sort of arguing over like whether he counted as abusive, and I was like, that couldn't be any clearer in the text, guys. Oh yeah. Like, what? You arguing he's not abusive? That's madness. The talk internet. About, talk about retrofitting stuff. What is this a reference to? What is that a reference to, Corey? Oh, uh, when you guys know? He, he talks about a time that he doesn't go all the way with his plan. And remember yeah. when they show Titan and everything? So that's, that's him ignoring do you his think destiny. He, do you think he had a shot to save Titan and didn't go through with it? I is think that so. That's a reference? Okay. Hmm. What do you think, Abe? Do you have any other yeah, theories on that? I don't know. Yeah. Dennis? No? Yeah, I think, I think it's about Titan. Yeah. Because he's always perceived that as his destiny, and remember his planet—he lost everyone because he didn't go yeah, through it. Yeah. yeah, he was—he was struck half. down. Yeah, and it could have saved all. And he then he talks about it and didn't right. go forward with it. And he's talked about her planet like thriving after what he did. Yeah. So he—he he feels the shame of him not We're doing back that to in the time. Girl shot again. Yeah. Her tiny hand in his big one. What she, what you would think she would have done when he first dragged her away when she was a child, mm-hmm. she does here. And it's. Oh. And he this cries. Is why Showing him instead of her with the landing is so powerful. Mm. Except that's why I, I, I watched this movie convinced her story's not over, and I found out I'm alone in that, apparently. What? You think I mean, she's dead? I, I like, think permanently? I don't. Apparently there's people out there who are convinced. Yeah. I think she's dead. Really? I think, I I think, think she's in that gray area for me, maybe. She's, she's one of the ones that I, okay if she comes back. I think if she stays dead, it, it has a lot more impact. I do. I think that as well. But then she becomes like. What's the that term? Are broken. What's that term? Fridged. Yeah. Yeah. I've just discovered that term recently. Have you guys? It has completely changed how I watch movies, and I go. There, there's a fridging and a really good show on right now. I don't know if you guys have caught up on all the comic book are shows. Don't spoil it's, a random thing right now. No. Nope. Don't spoil anything. A fridging happens. It's great. It, you think it's great. All, no, it subverts all the expectations. The oh, way they okay. use the fridge is going like, we acknowledge that we've messed up in the past. It's a really oh, good use of... interesting. It's like a nod to fixing the problem, not... Yeah. I'll tell you after the show. There's a whole separate discussion about it where not every trope is bad and not every use of it is bad, right. but it is a very interesting pattern that changes, for me, the way you watch a lot of stuff. I agree. I like when tropes are commentaries on tropes, like when they subvert the expectation by doing mm. the opposite. The symbolism of the water as well. Reborn, that kind of thing. Here's the shot. Puts his hand right there. First Avenger. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. What does he say in the movie? That never gets old. <laughs> 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 Dude, he just has the best. That outfit is so just good. Has the best. They're the best. 
Like, if they had a Black Panther collection, I would probably buy everything. <laughs> These two in this scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? That's everyday collider. I, I am Bruce Banner, everyday collider, <laughs> being made fun of. We don't do that here. <laughs> Oh, bromance! New Wakanda arm. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. bromance. Totally ship it. What's up? Now he's got that beautiful. I mean, now he, now that Bucky's been to the spa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you grew your hair out. You just. Like, I like. I like the way your hair looks. <laughs> <laughs> your skin looks magnificent. Looks a couple that Wakandan hair. Do you think when they planned this shot to go from her hand to her, they knew how excited we'd all be to see this? Because they couldn't know how that movie was going to get received when they shot this. It's a good point, Amy. Maybe they had confidence in it, you know, yeah. and they thought, you know. <laughs> it's a good joke, but to be fair, there was a lot of battling going on in the situation, <laughs> so, you know, it, it was kind of distracted. They weren't at their best. Yeah. It's tough to introduce a character who sort of thinks of something others haven't without it coming off like you're taking something away from them. And yeah. I felt like they pulled it off here. They did. Where she seems awesome, but you're not like, oh, yeah, Bruce Banner's an idiot. Well, real, yeah, right. Yeah. The guy's real dense. And the shot of Vision looking like, hmm, like that is great, too. There's so much dread in this movie. It's just It's all dread. Yeah. And the whole the theater experience, one of the reasons I watched it so many times is watching the audience experience yeah. it. After you've seen it enough times, seeing people just... Yeah. And honestly, I think that the first scene sets the tone with, with the deaths. Mm -hmm. Because, look, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I liked and enjoyed it, but not nearly as, the as much as the first one. Right. And they have this whole storyline about, you know, Ego trying to kill all mm -hmm. these planets, and I didn't care at all right. whatsoever because they didn't invest any type of time or yeah. energy yeah. into it. It's yeah. part of why I ended up so bonded to Gamora and Nebula was that I was like, oh, their material within that mm -hmm. film worked mm -hmm. really well, and it was something to hold on to in yeah. that sense. Yeah. I love his tattered wardrobe cap revealing the chainmail underneath. You really see it like from here on out, yeah. the chainmail in his suit right there. Oh, yeah. Mirroring the classic cap suit I always wanted to see. Dennis, do you think he's dead? Do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's not? He's gonna die in in four? Cap. Yeah. Cap. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Robert. I'm thinking Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Coy, thoughts? I think Amy? we've got two caps in waiting. Uh, I think that Chris Evans really wants to direct. I think he loves playing Cap, but there is always a yeah leaving while you're at the top of your game. I love Hugh Jackman leaving with Logan because it was so good. I think Chris leaving with Avengers 4 might be the time. Okay. But the, going from first Avenger to Winter Soldier to Civil War, like that arc of how much those movies, like, I don't want to see it happen, especially because the idea of Captain America being from Boston is uh, very important to me. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> what about you, Because he just feels like it. Do you, do you, any, no, you don't even want to say it. What? What do you think? Any of the... Do you think Cap? Do you think Iron Man? I... There's a... There's a chance it's both. I don't want it to be anyone. <laughs> you got to sacrifice someone or else you're not going to get all those people back. Exactly. Yeah, we, we've lost Spider-Man and Black Panther and many others. Because I'm telling you, like I said before, me and Rogue argue, 
if suddenly Avengers 4, everybody's back, Loki's back, Hemdall's back, Gamora's back, all the snap victims are like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be actually upset. I'm now, where upset. I think they can have their, like, uh, do some things is Loki doesn't come back right away, but we have so many other canonical versions of Loki mm-hmm. um, that we've probably lost Tom Hiddleston forever, but that doesn't mean Loki's necessarily off the table. Mm-hmm. Kid Loki, woman Loki, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. But what if but, Luke come back, comes back as a Force ghost? Is that okay? In Avengers 4, if we have Luke. In Avengers it's all Disney, man. It's all yeah, Disney. Yeah, it's all good. It's all Disney, man. When we're in the Patton Oswalt giant crossover universe. <laughs> I want Mark Hamill for Beyonder, man. Oh. I want Mark Hamill to come to the universe, because he's right there with Benicio and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I can see him totally as an elder as the Beyond, uh, as that. Popping the collar. Just all white cherry curls. <laughs> Is his revenge driven by the love of his brother or just like he's just, you know, he's a he's a warrior. Like, I just wonder about it sometimes because well, I think his brother and, and like, basically, do you think he loves Loki? Oh, his I, guardians, though. I mean, all of them yeah, like, pretty true. much wiped out. He lost his race. And I do think he loves his brother quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Banner. So when we get to the time stone, there's that theory bouncing around on the internet, which would make all of this very interesting. Uh, especially with that, they made a toy of Banner breaking out of the Hulkbuster suit as yeah. the Hulk. They, oh they yeah, have a Funko Pop of it, and they have and there was toys. and then there's that mm-hmm. shot in the trailer which they used to mislead us of the Hulk charging forward. Yeah. But there's have you guys heard that theory about the time stone? So the idea is that I'll tell you when we get to the time stone. Okay. It's a cool theory. <laughs> Apparently, he uh, uh, Winston Duke was the one who was leading them in these. Chance, and then it eventually found what they needed to chant. Nice. Apparently, it translates to "hold strong" or yeah, something of that. Strong. Yeah. Oh, Carrie Coon. And they've shown her her, but not her partner, and they're letting us think what we want about uh, what happened after Edinburgh. My crush for Carrie Coon is uh, is very powerful. I have to say, that sash is definitely Captain Marvel colors. Oh yes, <laughs> like I can't stop seeing it. I can't believe we didn't see it. See, I love this because it took me several times to watch to notice that. Hmm. So much is happening. You are in Wakanda now. Oh, such a great line. And soon we'll all have lots of dust to spare. Oh, yikes. He said dust and blood. It's coming. I didn't notice. Yep. Oh, good call. One of his first lines is Dustin. Yeah, that's right. And she doesn't mention dust. Good point. This feels a little bit like, hey, Sony, you want to see Venom and Carnage? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got to get Winston Duke on Heroes. We got to find a way to make (laughs) it. Yeah, man. He was. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can do that. Yep. I was at Nerdist for something and he just showed up and walked in the room and I was like, what? He is Mbaku. Yeah. He's playing Kimbo Slice in a movie. Yeah, we were talking oh, about he? that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing casting. He, he's producing it as well. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm. That's essentially carnage. I mean, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, just it's all red. Well, these creatures totally have like a Planet of the Symbiotes flavor. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's interesting, yeah. I'd never put that together. I mean, that's now it's haunting me. I just me. thought it as soon as I saw them, like the confidence of Cap and Black Panther, true leaders, like <laughs> Bucky. 
there's vibranium, Bucky. Like, it's cool. You want to still shoot like it's 1945, but <laughs> there's vibranium here, man. <laughs> Everyone using their powers exactly like they would. Yep. Everyone contributing in a different way. It's War Machine's a tactician, gets his time to shine. There's a wonderful thing from, I think, Nicholas Meyer commenting on Wrath of Khan. Hmm. And I think I've said this on the show before, but where he talks about uh, Star Trek Wrath of Khan and how every beat in that uh, in the ship battles changes something in the story. Mm-hmm. So everything should have, it like, should change the situation. And that's something I love about this. Uh oh. One of my the favorite back shots and forth with this battle. is them taking, like, they get like, 10 feet ahead in no time and then they just take off. Captain, ah, Black Panther. Yeah. It's such a beautiful shot. But yeah, I, I agree because the storytelling doesn't stop when the fighting starts. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a balance of power shifting all the time. Like, there's a reason they're deciding to make this move. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh. <laughs> Those shields are so awesome. Yeah. God, this must have taken them so long yeah. to create and shoot and can't imagine do the visual and choreograph fighting nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are the rumors that she might have created a facsimile of it or whatever to bring him back? Like she. Like vision, this, yeah, vision. Like she might have created a version of the stone. She just hit Control S. No, no, no. <laughs> Save S. <laughs> vision two. Save S. I put it on my desktop. It's here. It's right It'll here. Be right fun. I got a terabyte drive. Funny in this moment. That's what killing you means. <laughs> How do they do this? Oh, it's so. Oh. I don't know if people complain. Oh, there's not enough screen time. Everyone gets everyone. Yeah, I don't. I have no complaints of the screen time for anybody. In no, this. I and mean for the multiple storylines with the multiple characters, yeah. people get their time to shine. And everyone's their pure, concentrated version of themselves. Right. There's no wasted time. There's no time anyone doesn't act according to themselves. Right. Except maybe that gun moment. But like overall, everyone gets their exact moment. And I'm not sure if it was Marcus or McFeely or the Russos, but they said Captain America is going to be a big part of version four. So they're like, we yeah. shot both of these with that in mind. So he's the only one I missed, but I knew that was coming, so I didn't mind it. But also, we've had like so many movies with him. These other characters are new, so we need more time with them. So it just makes sense all around. And like we talked about before, this is Thanos' movie. Yeah, right. It's August. We've got like what eight months? Eight nine months till four. Yeah, but I in can't the wait meantime, Captain Marvel. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. And, oh, we have plenty in the meantime. We had Captain Marvel. Was it March? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I hate that we don't get the moment from the trailer. Which moment? 
where you see the shot of him getting the hammer in from behind. Oh, with right. Rocket. I hate that they took that out. The writing on this movie. And now Groot, who's been disengaged, who's <laughs> yeah, petulant, a teenager. who you catch a glimpse of him listening to Thor tell his story on the ship, and it's laying all the groundwork for this moment. And it makes Groot instantly likable, and you remember why you love Groot. There's an article I haven't read yet where it's like, why Groot can pick up Thor's hammer. And I haven't read it yet, but it's like a theory of why he's able to do it. I love the fan theories. Mm-hmm. Because the movie's so dense, you're going to write, like, theses about this oh, thing. absolutely. Good also, God. this is a beautiful TV and Blu-ray, etc., but this holds up so well at home, and some oh, movies yeah. just don't. Yeah. Just full credit to this non-theater experience. I'm a theater guy. This is great. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to have a TV this size, too. For this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the girl I'm seeing, she was like, an 80-inch? What do you need an 80-inch television for? And I go, I watch Super the Avengers. Movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Super Hero <laughs> movies. Here we oh. go. This moment in the theater is my favorite theatrical experience of the last 10 years. Agreed. Everyone this exact. Nuts. Yeah. I didn't think anything could rival him in slow motion with the electricity from Ragnarok jumping onto the bridge. And then this moment happened. Oh. Right there. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. With the music. So fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, you got to be a little turned on, right? I mean, 100%. 100%. 100%. Everyone. <laughs> got to name my firstborn Hemsworth. Check it out. We just saw each of the core Avengers plus Panther react mm. because they're, ne- they're never forgetting whose head we're in at different times. Yep. And then they very smartly oh, cut back. Oh, here we go. Oh, the God of Thunder, son. <laughs> An 80s album cover. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Metal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and Anthrax could have made that their cover. And now we're back to the other adventures. Oh. Perfect time to cut, too. Awesome clip. And then... I enjoy watching Thanos be mad about bad things happening to him. Sorry. She's <laughs> <laughs> like smiling. Childish chuckle of his eyes. <laughs> Damn it, Star Lord. Red for reality. There it is. Yeah. That's this one, I think. <laughs> we took down <laughs> Mad Titan before the show. Look, I will say this now, and I'm and I'm gonna. Uh, I saw his logic in the theater, and it unsettled me because I was like, "No, that makes sense." Well, it's like Kingpin, like so what's the, the villain. Su- yeah, well, the survive—it's to survive, right? And you have to like, sacrifice, and, and it didn't discriminate. Could be rich or poor, no matter what. No gender, no no, no uh, race. It was just fi- half a thing. He survived. Well, true. That's a good point, Amy. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe he just fell on that side of the line. We don't know. The we don't. He it's promised. All- 
Groot, he would live, right, later on? Oh, yeah? We know he plays favorites and also is a genocidal maniac. Yeah, well, so true. It's just interesting enough to make it fun to watch his plan, but no. <laughs> but no, of course not. If our world is, is doubling the population from where we are now in the next 20 years, we might have, I mean, I'm just, yeah. I see Any some... Any solution where I decide you die? Mm-mm. He doesn't decide. The group thing is an exception, but overall it's, it's neutral. But, you, but your point possibly... is, but Amy's point is right, because he puts it in motion and then saves himself to a degree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I hear what you're saying. If say. everybody takes a vote and then they decide that randomly half the people are going to die and that vote is unanimous... Maybe. <laughs> Crazy. No votes are unanimous. Exactly. So this plan doesn't work. <laughs> well, when I was in the Model UN, we <laughs> argued about overpopulation all the time. I'm telling you. It's crazy. This whole scene was shot on a soundstage in Atlanta. Yeah. That's so, it's so insane to think. <laughs> oh, it's, it's every video game. It's every comic mm-hmm. you read as a kid. It's it, They're all a team. Yep. <laughs> and this when we did our draft we were talking about using Doctor Strange's magic to plant something or do like get at Thanos and it was so great it was like this scenario and he, then the reasons it doesn't work and Spider-Man yelling magic while he does magic things is exactly <laughs> Spider-Man <Yeah. laughs> magic kick <laughs> judo chop <laughs> oh so oh yeah This is, uh, I think this is Jakku. There's a little bit of Jakku in this thing. Mm. I love this. Yeah. In case you forgot, he's the bad guy. Where was spell he's using here? Is that the Crimson Bands of Cedarac? <laughs> yeah. They are Crimson. That'd be, yeah. And they yeah. are bands. That's the, yeah. Can they oh, Cedarac co- or does it belong to Juggernaut? Yeah, I was going to say, I think they couldn't say it because that's a Fox concept, no. but I'd like to think that's what they are. So Those are definitely Crimson Bands. Yeah. Several of us called Drop Mantis on him. So when yeah, sh- I remember that in, in the draft. <laughs> That's right. When they shot this, so she's legitimately being lowered onto a foam version of Brolin's head, and Brolin is below her acting this whole scene out while she's mounted onto that head. It's incredible. Unbelievable. And you feel the impact of it actually being actors. Like yeah. this, feel, this has weight to it that it wouldn't. Yeah. Here we go. Here comes the Transformers hot rod scene. <laughs> Anyone who knows the Transformers 1986 animated movie. It's so quiet. Ball. <laughs> he is in anguish. Good. He, he and we're with Lord. Nebula because right. she's figuring it out. He immediately right. thinks like a leader yep. and takes charge. Three kids, we almost got this off. Thomas is lying. 
Karen's a great job, that woman. I do think it's funny that some people got so upset they actually, like, yeah. harassed Chris Pratt. Yeah, he had to, like, yeah. They what now? Yeah. They, like, because of this scene, they were so upset, they, like, actually, like, attacked Chris Pratt online. Yeah. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. you know he's an actor in a movie. Yeah, like, right? he had no choice. Develops the plot forward. Oh, here's the moon. Oh, the moon thing is great. It is also a super diss on Drax that, that, like, he lost his whole family. Yep. And you stopped him, Star-Lord, <laughs> idiot. By the way, it feels like a callback to uh, Volume 2 when he sets that thing off and all those guys that are chasing him get shoot, shot up into the air. Oh, yeah. yeah. A reversal of that shot? Yeah, a reversal of that, yeah. I can't unsee Captain Marvel's sash. <laughs> 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 We got. We need answers. <laughs> Another team up. I never knew there I wanted. Oh, but God, oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> good. <laughs> Body part thing. I'm gonna get Loves that. It. <laughs> oh, here we go. Just Look at the size of that thing. <laughs> yes, great. Just perfect timing on these jokes, and so needed when you're so down. Yep. It's interesting that they do a back-to-back thinking of people as parts with Thanos that reminds us why he's terrible, and with Rocket, which is sort of meant to come off as weirdly lovable because he's just this weird dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Ugh. What even is that? Good God. Violent. <laughs> Here's a moment of decision that'll change the, the balance. Oh. Yeah, I'll take a Scarlet Witch movie, yeah. too. I'm telling you. <laughs> See how powerful she She's is. She's so freaking... Look, I like that Black Widow can fight. Don't get me wrong, but Jesus Christ. <sighs> look at that. Why was she <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because they answer the question. Like, it's a great line and it's a great yeah. joke, and this is why she was up there, because that guy's not dead. Right. Instantly. Dramatic reversal because of the decisions. Ugh. And it does that great movie thing where it acknowledges something that could have been solved, and they... Yeah. It definitely looked like a control S to me. <laughs> she definitely yeah. did something that's long term. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah. Oh. Oh.
<laughs> this is awesome. Oh! And the trenches. Dude, she's so big, man. She's so imposing. Shots like that are like, I need that A-Force movie tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Weird name. Great concept. <laughs> <laughs> Such a, it was an interesting decision to make to let, not let him hook up I like, guess uh, so many well, gutsy apparently, decisions apparently it did happen and they kind of yeah oh, really? out. Oh, they took well out. there's a theory that ties into the time zone when we get there that yeah, I think okay. I think brings us to Avengers 4 okay I do like the idea that he had to do it on his own. Like I he, like that Banner's fighting right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like he had to... That There's a reason the Hulk's inside him. Mm-hmm. He can do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So smart. Yeah. So that guy I interviewed, he's a Juilliard-trained actor, and his experience was training in animal-like movements. So I was like, you've been ready for this role your whole life. Like, that literally is your training is this. Corvus doesn't get a lot of speaking time, right? I think that's one of his rare lines. Mm. He's so big in the comic books. Yeah. His name's so cool. Yeah. Corvus Glaive. Yeah. I liked them in the comics, but they weren't, like, the most compelling to me, which is why I'm oh. sort of okay with them. I love that a lot of different characters get to have the down-to-earth sort of funny comments. And there's so many hero moments. Like, a lot of people get a lot of time to have these. Mm. Speaking of which... Killed by his own weapon. This is just so beautiful, right? It's out of a comic. Literally, panels from a comic. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I did notice a big difference, though, in in visual effects quality in this movie compared to other Mm. Marvel movies. Because some Marvel movies, you'll see some... Questionable VFX, floating but, heads. Yeah, yeah or just it just doesn't look right. But they they spent the time and money into mm-hmm. this one. He's yeah. met someone who can fight him back. And this oh. moment when he fully <laughs> this the visual effects here. Oh, hmm. <laughs> Mm. 
Oh. The effects had to be perfect because we wouldn't feel any of this if that like oh, these yeah, are literally yeah. just ones and zeros we're watching. Yeah. But it's art the way lines on a page are art. I really feel like that's gonna be important. I don't know. <laughs> oh god. basically has Cap's scene from Infinity Gauntlet. One man standing against Thanos refusing to give up, and it's such an interesting dynamic. And it was so smart, because this is the moment we all thought was going to happen. Yeah. Like, the whole movie, we were waiting for this. him being selective and I'm not sure I read that right <laughs> earlier when I was saying that thing. yeah I don't think he gets to pick so the time stone theory yes time the stone can travel through time but not space so the stone doesn't come from out in the ether where we see it summoned. He summons it from the future. So Doctor Strange sends the stone to the future, and the reality he sees is that when it comes back after he snaps and the glove breaks, it's because it was a malfunction of the thing. The stone wasn't physically, and it comes back to Downey, and Downey's the only one that can use it on Titan. Wow. So when he just pulled the stone, he was pulling it from the future, right. not from space. Huh. So the idea is that that's why, like, why would the gauntlet break when he used it? It doesn't make any sense to have a thing, like... So that, that could be why. Interesting. And I love the idea, and that's why there's time travel in the second film, because it all relates back to this moment. Hmm. All right. It's a theory I, I, I've attached myself to. I'm, I'm curious. It's an interesting theory. And he also, he doesn't touch it here. Right. Notice it's the only one he never physically touched. Oh, right. The rest he handled. But then how is he able to do the snap? That's the question. Still, yeah. Of course. Of course. By the the Guardians take the most crap in this whole movie. <laughs> Consistently. Like, right? Like, they get beat up and killed multiple times and then snapped to hell at the end anyway. Yeah, we only get Rocket and Nebula left. Right. So good. So mysterious. So good. Baku. (laughs) 
I know we're supposed to keep talking, but I just want to slide. The third act of this film is so much. Yeah. Listen to that. You thought the movie was ominous before, and then it's more ominous. Comes Anaconda all of a sudden. I'd watch LL Cool J in an Avengers film. <laughs> oh no, it was Ice-T? Which, Ice, Ice Cube? Ice which, Cube. Yeah. Ice Cube. Oh. Dude, that's how you make an entrance. mode <laughs> yikes I don't know how you come back from that one it's just so simple right he's just so it's like when Neo all of a sudden can block yeah. everything it's inevitable march Without the relationship built earlier, this scene wouldn't have had... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because she'd be like, oh, okay. Yep. We're out of time. All we wanted was time. Like... Yeah. Paul Benny's. That's the most Avengers thing. <laughs> yeah. This is why they cast Liz Olsen. Mm -hmm. Damn. The music is perfect. Mm -hmm. This movie is still hard to watch. Yeah, of course. Do you like the use of slow motion, or do you think that's it was important to do in slow motion here? Oh, absolutely. To keep the emotion. Well, it, well, if you think about it, if this was faster, yeah, then they would throw off these guys being faster. Right. And if you didn't have the time to live in her eyes with the suffering and his suffering, like if it, if it got back and forth to regular speed, it would it, it would lose both impact. It matters yeah. because we're in her head. Yeah. Mm. See, we're back with her. She watches this, them fight. She adds the second hand. She watches Cap lose. She turns on Thanos. But, and Amy, look how powerful she is. My God, she holds off a titan with a gauntlet. And still it manages to destroy the other stone. This is phenomenal. 
She's an Omega level, not mutant, but miracle child. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's what I think that the point of the film, the sacrifice is noble, but trading lives does not work. Mm. In this film, in this moral reckoning, it's pointless anyway. Dice him twice, twice, <laughs> and the second one's worse. Yes. And there he turns gray. Yep. yep. I think he comes back just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he comes back just like that, and there's no remembrance of the relationship with. And I think he Witch. loses a lot of the emotion, and yep. he's more. Yeah. Unless Shuri helps, maybe we get him back. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point, too. Oh! I thought he did it. Yep. I really It's because they're doing their job so well. They've set it up perfectly they, for this to work. Yeah. We had some losses, it was impacted, and then we won. And in the intrinsic belief that no way Marvel's going to leave us with a downer end. Nope. You just, or Disney even, by extension. Yeah. I will be grateful forever that I didn't know it really was a two-parter. Yep. Yeah, the marketing in this, I am so thankful. Well, originally it was called Part 1, Part 2, and they, they stopped it because they knew financially yeah. that that wasn't working with other movies like Hunger Games and Harry Potter. Yeah. Or mm. And I think they also wanted to get us, and they did. Yeah. And our mm -hmm. kids will never have that because they'll always know it was three and four. But Oh! Got no gauntlet. And this is why I think Gamora comes back. Because he, come, he goes to see her here. Or she appears to him. This is inside the stone, right? Mm-hmm. I just think if, if if you die in a way involving the soul stone, there's no way you're really gone because soul world is the thing. But I don't Read know if this is her or just his imagination of her. I, yeah. I lean towards his imagination. Where does she go in the gauntlet? She goes to the infinity realm, right? Or they, is that what they call it? Where she goes in, in infinity gauntlet, she goes into the soul realm? Yeah, yeah the soul, soul realm. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to exist. And I, I don't feel like they're going to build that separate world in the movies. Okay. I think it's just the place she comes back up, but we'll know it's the world. Mm. So I think they'll call it that, but you don't see it, right? Because right. all the snap victims will be there as well, but they're not going to show you there because then you will have no sense of loss. Right. If we Like if we see Spider-Man hanging out in Soul World. Yeah. With all of his other buddies yeah. that also got dusted. Yeah, then you're like, okay, they're They're alive. just moved? Yeah. Right. 
so many memes from this this uh, from this moment. Oh yeah, if you on the internet, yeah. Well, also, so why would that get shattered if it was functioning properly? Is the question? Because they one of a kind, and you're not supposed to wield all the stones at once. I don't find it unreasonable. Yeah, it's you might be right. There may be other explanations, but well, the other thing is also, uh, shit, I lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's so much. I definitely think there's something up with the time stone in terms of how they're going to defeat Thanos in the next mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like Doctor Strange put some sort of spell on it before he gave it to him. Oh, this oh. one was so hard. Tony some... Oh, crap, dude. You know what? I totally forgot about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's more. There's more sense. This just keeps getting uh, worse. Damn it. Oh. I'm way to have us feel it yeah. in a superhero movie. Denai Guerrero's face is the one that like starts to get to me, and then of course Spidey. The reversal it's that the shot. Switcheroo, yeah. Oh, you're with her. You think she's going to go? Yeah, and, then it's and you already feel bad about that, and then uh, her face is just incredible. Mm. James Gunn saying that he was saying dad in that moment (laughs) she's just like kind of fine with it yeah well I mean mean, she's she's gone yeah like whatever (sighs) they basically had to invent a relationship for them in this movie and it worked Mm mm-hmm <laughs> Just the thunder oh, I got all of it. What does he say? Quill. Well, right. Mm. It also has that Rabisi vibe from Saving Private oh, Ryan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? And he apologized his last words, yeah. I'm sorry. Oof. Um, they said they kept him alive longer than the other ones because he has the strength of 10 people, so it takes him longer to die. And he'd feel like the spider sense. Yep. Yeah. They also were talking about how they didn't tell people who was disappearing yeah. not until the day they shot yeah apparently, they, yeah, apparently they shot options and then it's incredible by the way today's your day yeah oh my god so largely the original team right 
I'm really afraid we lose them all. I like that Rhodes is the one that asks because Rhodes has been earthbound, you know, the whole time. So he wouldn't concede. He's the least. Yeah. He'd have to ask. Here's the Game of Thrones music Mm -hmm. coming on right now. I mean, this literally was a Game of Thrones episode of the MCU. Where's the Reigns of Castamere coming? (laughs) You have the multiple storylines, the multiple characters, the deaths. Here's that Farmer Thanos we talked about. Why is he limping? He's tired. This part reminds me of the end of uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. When oh. Caesar yeah. sits down and kind of looks yeah. out. That's a great point. His whole left arm is janked up from the gauntlet. Yeah. And they kind of both have that look of sadness with satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And smiles. Oh, dude! <laughs> Still <laughs> has the same oh, feeling. Ending. How so is this good. too so good? It's so fast. It's that tells you what how great a film is. You know, there's no like low points. Nope. Like, there's there's no nothing. There's there's no fat on this movie. No, it's incredible. I mean, just the way it goes through and the amount of worlds they're still able to live in and the characters everyone having their time just incredible stuff Leanne Kirby and we still don't know after months of it being out and with less months to go what yeah. the next one is yeah and we we, we, we scrutinize no this stuff no title. no title yeah but I mean everyone's you know there, there's gonna be I don't know if we're gonna get all the way to the end credits scene here but obviously if you've seen it before yeah Involves uh, Nick Fury and Maria mm-hmm. Hill and leads basically straight into Captain Marvel. Yeah. 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 I will never forget the theatrical experience of seeing this for mm-hmm. the first time, like as long as I live. The, mm-hmm. the shock and the stillness and the awe mm-hmm. and the appreciation, and then that crazy adrenaline surge right at the end mm-hmm. when that phone call came out. Like, it, it's one of a kind. The rest of my life. Well, I think, and that's and that's why we go to movies, right? To, to have a communal experience, and you could sense, we, like Dennis, we were at the everyone was tried as a church mouse, yeah. just shocked that this had happened. You Never know, been in a theater that quiet yeah. when people started. I, I went to a few of the test screenings because yep. uh, the not the test the press screenings, mm. uh, and every time someone started speaking in the credits, I like got upset. Because I was no. like, no, no, this is this is time to mourn. <laughs> right. Like it felt wrong. Right. It felt like like this isn't time to work. No, no, no. Yeah. Respect these people. I felt bad seeing it a second time with all my friends because they were seeing it for the first time, and I started bawling during the Spider Man <laughs> moment, and I, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, because I forgot. Oh, what he's gonna? Oh, god! Just yeah. the delivery is so perfect. You know. Seeing it with different friends was always a great yeah. experience, and, and watching the audience react. And mm-hmm. <laughs> my second time, we ran into half the cast of The Good Place. It was like 10 a.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> and they were going back for the second time oh wow like, amazing we up chatting with them yeah. but having this like shared experience with 300 people in the theater having everyone experience the highs and lows together you feel that in the mm-hmm. room and after this ending I was like okay they, they should not have an end credit scene with this yeah. but the one that he delivered worked you yeah. know what I mean it gave so oh, oh it's yeah. just yeah, yeah. mean sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs> And I'm glad it was only one. I'm glad they waited for the end. It wasn't a mid-credit. Yeah. Because then you go through the whole credits. You're all still feeling like... Well, the buzz in the crowd was that we weren't sure. I remember we were sitting yeah. in the balcony of... Uh, where, the where, Al Capitan? Yeah, Al Cap- Cap- no, no. No, it was, uh, Kodak. Uh, Kodak. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the Kodak. Yeah, yeah. 
We're sitting in the balcony and we're all looking at each other going, is it, is, is, are they not going to do it? Like, we're not, they not going to do it? And then we do get the end credit sequence. Because they had that long black frame before the, the, these, the section of credits started. And you thought, oh, they're not going to do it. The good thing was, even though I wasn't expecting one, we were so kind of overwhelmed with oh, yeah. everything that happened. <laughs> like, no one was want, getting up to leave. Yeah, everyone yeah. wanted to kind of sit there and kind of soak everything mm-hmm. in so that we, no one wanted to move. Yeah, yeah, so. to absorb it all. Exactly. Yeah. That's really great. I really hope we get... It's never going to happen, but my dream is the trailer for Avengers 4 is literally just a summary of Avengers 3. Like, I don't want a single new frame. I don't want a poster. I want the A with, like, a crack through it. I want to go in with nothing. I mean, I, I think they are going to probably sway onto the, the, the... Producers would like to recognize Jim Starlin for his signature yeah. contributions oh, yeah. to this film. Jim Starlin, love. Um, just uh, not to give anything away. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why we, there was no Marvel at Hall H. Uh, this year yeah. uh, at Comic-Con because they didn't want to show anything from Captain Marvel. They didn't want to show... Normally they would, but they don't want to ruin the surprise right. that we're all going to get because I think, you know, fundamentally the whole MCU will change completely after Avengers 4. Yeah. I feel so bad for Sony because they have to drop a Spider-Man movie two months after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you advertise a movie where your lead is dead? <laughs> well, and here's the other thing. Too. This is one of those films where I don't want to see anything mm-hmm. we're, we're yeah. already going to pay our money Everybody oh, everyone's seeing this already going to see this and so you don't even need a trailer to be honest with you just let them in I don't want anything to leak and I know like our lifeblood of our site is like get breaking that's news that's so hard but, but I don't want anybody to be like oh, break, break everything else I don't need anything broken about Avengers 4 let me have this one last pure experience mm-hmm. that I've earned anyone then, watching please you know, don't tweet us yeah, about yeah, Avengers please. 4 if you hear stuff <laughs> keep us out of those tweets exactly. I don't want to know even if we're reporting on heroes keep me out of it yeah somebody stashed Tom Holland in a trunk <laughs> for three, three or four months well know? at least they shot this thing back to back yeah true though because true. that way you can actually get it within a year. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the Lord of the Rings movies when they shot them back to back. Right. We're not waiting two, three years for this. Yeah. Oh, man. Your music is killing me. But, yeah, it's eight months from now if it's dropping in late April. Right. Yeah. We'll get is, Captain Marvel first. In March, yeah. In March, right, right. Is there anything watching it this time that was different or that you caught? Obviously, you, you cued us into the Captain Marvel colors. Mm-hmm. When I don't think any of us had caught that before. No. Is there anything new that you guys caught? Uh... I'm just, uh, you know, very impressed that this is my first time seeing it not in the theater. So, right? uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, still getting the same emotional feelings. That's why, you know, obviously you want to see uh, any movie in the best uh, experience possible, which is in the theater. But yeah. the best type of movies, you don't have to have it in mm-hmm. the theater. You can watch it. You know, at home. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I'm the same page. This held up so much more than I... Ex- I mean, I didn't expect it to not hold up, but I am a very die-hard see-movies-in-theater guy. I see them multiple times. I love the whole experience, so I was worried that I wouldn't have the same reverence. Yeah. But it, it just... There's so much to it that it's Credits. hard to... Yeah. Look, at, look at the yeah. comic credit. Yeah, John Meter Jr. is in there. So many yeah. Yeah. Simon, Jack Kirby. Ed Brubaker. Yeah. Reggie Hudlin. Chung, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah. Mark Teixeira. So. But yeah, it's, uh, it's it holds up so well, and I really... Yeah. I just love that this... 
still has that feeling of importance. Yeah. Amy, anything on your end? I thought there would be something I was willing to miss to go to the bathroom, and I'm still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> any part of this movie that I'm willing to walk away from. I waited as long as I physically could, because yeah. everything is gold. I think I'd have to piggyback on what Amy said. There literally is no wasted scene in this movie. That's what struck me again. I was like, well, you know, watching over and over again, you can figure out where you don't. And there really <laughs> isn't. Every single thing feeds upon itself and is essential for the arc of the movie. Every joke, every offhand comment, everything keeps you in the world of the film and doesn't feel wasted at all. And that's incredible to do with a, such a long film and a what the tw- what a nineteenth twentieth film in the MCU to be able to do that is incredible. With yeah. So many moving parts. Yeah. Was it two hours forty minutes? Yeah, that's about, the, yeah, yeah, that's kind of blew by. Yeah, us, it did right? really yeah. did. I can't believe you and know. We could do. I mean. <laughs> Sorry, internet in advance, but we could do like seven more of these and talk about different stuff every time. That's yeah. true. And the only times we were silent, it wasn't because we didn't have stuff to say. It's because we were like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> in the, thir- the, the third act. The yeah. Bad, there were so many moments of must watch. It really is hard to keep talking during those moments yeah. because you're just like, you, you want to enjoy them. And you're sucked in because of everything that happens before that, right? Because right. that's one of the things with action. It's like... You want to be emotionally invested in what's happening yeah. on the screen, it needs otherwise, to mean something yeah. Happens. Otherwise, it's just explosions yep. of people fighting. Yeah. You, you care about all the moments and the characters, the danger that they're possibly facing. Right, right. I also really appreciate that it retroactively solves a lot of problems, like the flaws of other Marvel films. It doesn't have. It really answers a lot of questions. It ties a lot of things in bows mm-hmm. while opening up new problems. It's just those three movies that it is are all so smart and cohesive. Yeah. Well, I also think it f- it fleshes out these characters even more. Every single character in this movie that you know as Avengers uh, and Avengers adjacent mm-hmm. have even more storylines, more scenes to make them even more well-rounded as mm-hmm. characters so that you feel everything at that end. Bucky has, what, three, four scenes? And you still feel his death so powerfully because he's the one that starts the dust. And so it's still incredible, you know? that's I, I find that... Just such a, a, a master class in filmmaking from Where these people. Where is Sharon Carter? Good question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if Cap was on the run, it'd be hard to keep track of. Yeah. And she I might guess be. That's in the only thing I can think of is, yeah. is her not tying in because Cap's not been public. Right. She might be leading Shield in four with Maria yeah. and which we're gonna see Maria and Sam being dusted. She may be the one leading Shield mm. in this situation. Yeah. Cool. And we, even though or we Coulson. do, even though we do see them at the end Coulson's here, in the movies, isn't he? No, Coulson's dead in the movies, but he, it came, he, he, it's still connected. Yeah, yeah, you remember? Yeah. That? I know Agents of Chill has them, but I thought they've always planned to keep it Joss's vision of him being the reason Avengers are. Oh, formed. really? I think. I mean, really? I, that's what I've heard. But, well, then yeah. maybe Martin. But Fury. I mean, remember Nick Fury was in Agents, Agents of Shield. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nick Fury's like, Shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that cannon's real tricky. Yeah, maybe it's heard Martin Freeman then. All right, I guess we did get to the end here. Let me pump up the volume. We are going to watch the end credits. Shot in 70. (sighs) Maybe you got to move to Georgia to get in these films, man. Right? It's incredible. So what is that? What are the multiple bogeys? 
Oh, the things, the the things in the sky? Right, but look how quickly they're dead. The fight lasted way longer than that. Oh, that's interesting. So what are the multiple bogeys? That's what maybe I want to know. Maybe he's getting late news. Yeah. Tell oh, that late maybe. report. It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but yeah, I never noticed that. I'm like, wait a second, that's a good point. Because all this happens in a matter of seconds. Yeah, everyone goes quickly because they're just regular humans. Yeah. Oh. And they, they do the same like shot with Tiger Arrow where they flip around. So you think he's safe because she. Oh. Yeah. The one thing he goes for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 perfect last line. Look, look how they hold on that. Yeah. Yep. Pager from the '90s with some Cree tech. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Cree tech. Absolutely. There you go. Get those annoying three dots. Oh, yes. there it is. There yeah. you go. Nice. Oh, uh, well, there you go. That's, uh, I guess I, we should wrap it up. That's our uh, commentary on Avengers Infinity War. Any final thoughts from you guys before we do it? No, no, they're all Thanos will return. Thanos that's the final thought. That's a beautiful right. last yeah. Not anyone else, just Thanos. <laughs> just Thanos, that's right. There it goes. Well, well, thanks everybody for watching. As we said, the Blu-ray comes out. I think when we could drop this thing, comes out the next day on Tuesday. You can get it. So much on there. Uh, and if, our commentary is not on there, but you did watch it here, so you could maybe watch the movie if you want with our commentary and enjoy the film that way. Uh, Amy, where can people find you? You can find me at Enthusiasm, or you can find me here every week on Collider Heroes. Dennis? You can find me on Twitter at Think Hero or Instagram, Dennis.TZNG. And uh, Coy? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Coy Jondro and on Heroes on Wednesdays. Uh, well, I, you can find me at The Roca Says on Twitter and Instagram and everything here. Dennis, any last thing we need to say before we wrap it up? No, just uh, thanks for watching. We'll have more commentaries in the future. Let us know in the comments section below about what movies you wanted, old or new. Yeah, and let us know about what you thought we had to say in the comments section as well. Remember to like and share this video on your social media and subscribe to Collider for more commentaries just like this one. We'll talk to you next time, and hopefully we won't be dust by the time that happens. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some staying on I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after Seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that Seagull. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.